Keep Welcome everyone to episode 54 of the Looks Like a Movie podcast. My name is Kevin. I'm here with Doug and Owen. And today we're going to be talking about Madam Web. But of course, we can start with what we watched this past week. So what did you watch? Doug, would you like to go first? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What did I watch? Yeah, yeah you yeah. go first. I've been busy um, and having some issues in my life. So it's, I have, look at all, wait, well, look at the little spots in my wall. What the fuck? <laughs> but uh the holes in your walls yeah it was like holes in my wall anyways um i i've been i've been like a little busy uh <laughs> and having some 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 issues in my real life uh so i haven't been seeing a bunch of movies but i watched on valentine's day i watched hitch uh the which, movie. yeah um not great i'm gonna be honest um and then i watched what else did i watch i watched oh and then that night I watched the Terminator. Um, right, which shout gave out five stars. I gave five stars. I haven't seen the movie since I was a kid. I realized while watching it, and like, I'm gonna. So Owen, uh, Owen wrote a review because Owen rewatched Star Wars: A New Hope, the first oh, Star yeah. Wars movie, and right. he kind of wrote a review on the box where he was like, "These are the images that raised me." Whatever, um, like talking about like how like he's just so like very nostalgic about that, yeah. um, and that's part of why it's one like yeah, one of his that. favorite movies. And um, that's kind of how I felt about watching the Terminator. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, like yeah. I really do feel like a little kid watching this right now. Was that because... like on a lot? Just like growing up, it was just on. Yeah, my time. mom would play that all the time. Um, uh, like, like so, like it's probably like I've probably seen it like upwards of twenty times, probably just because I watched it so much as a kid. Um, and watching rewatching it, like all those memories and stuff, like kind of kind of rushed back. And I was like, yeah. "Oh my gosh!" Which sounds silly because. Also, by rewatching it, um, the Terminator is kind of a insane, like horror B indie movie <laughs> that is crazy, yeah. um, and it's like super provocative and and, and and gross, and it's so awesome, man. That movie yeah, rocks. that makes sense how you turned out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I watched, yeah, so I rewatched the Terminator. Give that five stars. Put that on my favorites list. Oh, um, is Terminator and- Two on your favorites list as well? <sighs> Not right now, but I need to. I'm gonna rewatch that too soon. Um, uh, what's the percentage of James Cameron movies that are you've seen and are on your favorites list? It's gonna get it's getting up there. there. (laughs) Wait, which one's not on there? Um, Terminator 2 is not on there, yeah. Piranha 2 is obviously not on there, and uh, True Lies is not on there. True Lies, okay. I forgot about True Lies. Um, unfortunate that True Lies isn't better, but it is what it is. What can you do? Um, aliens, yes. Uh, oh, aliens. Um, is it then aliens? I hung out with some friends, and <laughs> we just watched <laughs> The Great Gatsby. We were just scrolling Bad. on Netflix, <laughs> and The Great Gatsby showed up, ah. and we were all like, should we throw this on? And we did, and we all had kind of a religious experience <laughs> with the <laughs> image. It was, that movie is so good. I'm so, I'm like so Baz yeah. Luhrmann tilled. I'm like all in on this yeah, guy's style. Yeah, you love them. And, um... And then after that, uh, it was kind of late. And then one of my friends was like, should we just watch Elvis right now? And then we just watched <laughs> Elvis too. And I was like, man, I love movies so much. <laughs> so uh, we did that. And yeah, and then I watched the movie we're going to talk about today. So yeah. Damn, you really had a bump in score for that one too, huh? You had great guys. He had uh, two stars before he just rewatched I, it. Yeah, I it did. All the way up to four. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah i mean it's like a good i like it it just like reminds me too much of like history class <laughs> that's fair i mean i, I watched think of that one jay-z song <laughs> oh it, yeah uh, you know, that Lana del rey song that's in it oh that's my god yeah 
that's just that like last year's <laughs> yeah that's that's where i'm at i'm caught up all right owen what'd you watch um so after we recorded the last week's episode of the podcast um i saw the entire before trilogy on 35 millimeter right. uh, which was pretty cool um those movies rock um it was really cool to see them on 35 because like obviously those movies are known for their dialogue and their characters but especially the first two um look insane on 35 like they're really beautiful movies um so yeah. that was really cool link later is really great um then i didn't watch a lot for like a couple days because i was like i i shot my film on the 10th and then once i shoot i just kind of get in like edit mode where i'm editing i i do school i get back to my dorm and then i edit to like 2 a.m and then go to sleep and then recycle until the movie's done um so i wasn't really watching a lot i would really only watch like a random uh short film or something just to like keep my brain going um and then i actually came back to like i was it's my birthday so i was coming back to my parents house to like celebrate my birthday everybody everybody comment happy birthday owen everybody i was already put, gonna come in back to my parents house for like because we're gonna have dinner later and all that stuff but um but i ended up coming back a little early because i was sick so i was sick at my parents house so i started watching movies again because i wasn't like i'm gonna edit i'm not gonna edit when i'm sick so I watched um, Paul uh, Verhoeven's Hollow Man, which I like really love. Um, it reminds me a lot of Ang Lee's Hulk, which is a movie that came out like three years later in the uses of like the screens. Um, and also it's like it's an, it's an adaptation of the Invisible Man um, kind of dealio, which is like a movie that I really love. Um, the older one, like the 30s one. Um, yeah, so it's like Wainel's Invisible yeah, Man. Yeah, yeah. So like the Invisible Man is like a character that I really love. It's a different take on it, um, but I think it's an it still has like the goofy kind of element of it. But uh, you have Kev, you have Kevin Bacon in this like lab, and it's almost like very like Fantastic Four-y. Um, but then it's like a perverted like horror film. It's so kind of genre bending and very interesting, but the images are really fantastic. Um, so like that, I don't rewatch it, but like that might be one of my favorite films. Um, and then time for you to watch Showgirls. Yeah, no, I'm gonna probably watch all of his movies in the next like month or two. Um, and uh, I'll I skip a, I'll skip Mars one well, movie, but yeah. I watched uh, Star Troop, Star Starship Troopers Starship this morning Starship because I was like, I'm gonna watch all of uh, Paul Verhoeven's films. Uh, because I I watched RoboCop maybe a few months ago. And I was like, that was cool, but I don't really have any, um, it didn't have like any effect on me, like huge. Like I was like, oh, I need to watch all these guys' uh, movies. I might, I'll revisit it later. Um, it might've been just like, I don't even remember the situation where I watched it. I just remember I did view it. Um, but with Hollow Man, I was like, oh, this guy is like, this guy's really good. Um, so I ended up watching Starship, Starship Troopers. Um, this morning and that was another one where i was like oh this is really awesome because um he uses a lot of interesting 
transitional stuff that reminded me like speed racer in starship starship troopers oh wait that's crazy <laughs> um not as like psychotic as speed racer but there's like some speed racer isms in star I, i'm gonna stop saying that. <laughs> i can't do it i can't do it in the movie uh the like the space movie with that paul <laughs> with the bugs and the bugs. yeah movie. yeah there's like I, I don't know there was like some of that in it and i don't remember yeah i guess i was i was also like the 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 stuff i saw in hollow man and the stuff that i saw in star starship troopers was <laughs> like so there's some elements of that that i was trying to work on in the film that we're coming now so i was like yeah. i should watch this um i know um and then last night i watched the second pirates of the caribbean movie um which is Pirates of the caribbean dead man's chest right. and that we'll movie, celebrate our news it was to celebrate our news yeah, we'll get there and we'll get there later but i do um i kind of wanted to talk a bit a little bit because we dog was talking about the whole like thing i was talking about with star wars and how like the movies that kind of, kind of grow up and they're on all the time and the pirates movies are like an interesting example of and i was talking about this with my mom and i feel like there's movies that are on like all the time when you're growing up but they're not movies you're necessarily like watching like th there's movies that you watch all the time growing up and then there's movies that like your parents would be like watching and you kind of like know of them and you've seen bits and pieces of them because they're just you, they're always playing but like i never really like knew the pirates movies that well but like i knew them like i've seen them all but like i don't really know the plot of any like you know they were just always on growing up um so it's been fun i yeah well I, it's definitely like i was just like at an age where like yeah. I, I saw them and I was like, oh, I know Johnny Depp as that role yeah. and like I, I know that character. It was just uh, something I wasn't really necessarily that too interested in. Yeah. Um, so like it wasn't my favorite thing or anything. But I watched the first one a few months back and I was really blown away by like Gore Verbinski's set pieces and his whole direction on these like massive blockbuster scale. Um, and I planned to watch the other ones, but I didn't uh end up having the time to watch the second one until i decided to like it was almost like a pop the champagne celebration moment last night um uh, for yeah. some news we'll talk about later yeah, yeah but that's that was my recent whole situation yeah that's i do interesting. want to watch all of them well yeah. i think i have like a similar experience to you owen oh with the i was like growing up with the pirates movies because mm -hmm. I don't know what those movies are about either. Yeah, um, I remember like I watched them all as like like all of them as a kid, obviously, <laughs> um, except for maybe the most recent one. I don't know when that one came well, out. I so there's three. There's three Gore Verbinski movies, and then yeah. there's and there's two more, two other ones, and like the most recent one came out like 2017. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely did not see that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, but movie. for sure watch the three older mm -hmm. ones that Gore Verbinski did for sure as a kid, um, and like I obviously you know i like i like movies as a kid so like i uh fond memories vaguely yeah i i don't really remember them at all and that's kind of why i haven't seen them since i've grown up because it's like yeah um, well it's weird it's like the lord of the rings movies like i remember so much more like more vividly growing up and like those came out like a little earlier but like same kind of time period same like big right. blockbuster movies and they were probably on maybe a little more than the pirates movies but it's funny, like the movies that like 
stick very clearly in my brain. The war is like the Pirates movies. It's more of like flashes, but I know they were on. Like I know yeah. I've seen them growing up, but it's just like I, I couldn't tell there's, you what happens in the third one or anything like that. There's one shot in one of those Pirates movies where it's like they're pulling in to an area and there's like just guys hanging off of a bridge or something. Yeah. Sure. Um. And I really remember that very vividly as a kid, being like, "This yeah. is fucked up." <laughs> no. Well, it's so it's so crazy. I mean. We could do a whole podcast on these movies, and, and I'm not gonna talk about it too much. I I'm just gonna. I think it's just. I was thinking about this when I was watching it. It's so crazy how a movie made. I think it's a 2006. So I mean, not even two two decades ago. Not even yeah. not even 20 years ago yet. Um, made by Disney, like a blockbuster this size can have this much like weight and depth and like in terms of like yeah. the image. And in yeah. like the set pieces and like you know it's just, it's so massive. It's so huge. <laughs> so and and like how like we've kind of shifted into um, whatever we are doing now, and we'll talk about that I guess more in the episode. But yeah. like yeah. it's like this is not it's just, this is not that far removed from like it was di- like di- like we're talking about Disney now. Disney used to make like they used to come out with like good movies. <laughs> like yeah, I don't think Disney still obviously Disney has like not been like a good like a good moral company, but like no big company is. Um, yeah. but they actually used to make like decent movies. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know. It's really fucked up how far we've fallen because um one of those it was like the second or third Gore Verbinski mm-hmm. Pirates movie was it was like and at the most expensive production of all time. Like they were really like well, these movies that... made a lot of money and like yeah. I mean, they were a big deal. Like, yeah. I, like those I, movies I made so much money, and I mean, rightfully so. Like, they're these big sweeping movies that, like, you put a lot of money into, and the mo- money is on the screen. Like, yeah. it looks and, very expensive, and it's massive. and those movies like single handedly made like Johnny Depp from being like like a like a like a like a big actor into like a movie star. Oh, you know, like, like yeah. yeah, those movies are huge. I mean. Yeah. It's, Ah, yeah. <laughs> no, really good movies. It's interesting you brought up the Lord of the Rings thing because I think I'm on the reverse end with you guys. Where I, up until I rewatched Lord of the Rings like two years ago or whatever, I didn't really remember much. I of remember it. going to Kirby, and I remember, Hobbit like, movies as everything. a kid. And I, when did the first Hobbit movie come out? Like 2014. Oh, yeah, I was like, I've never even the watched Hobbit. the Hobbit ones. I think it was but 2014. The Hobbit came out in 2012. I was oh. nine years old in the theater watching the Hobbit movies. I remember that more yeah. clearly than like seeing the Pirates movies. Growing I was up. nine years old. I, I, <laughs> I think never I was old when the third Pirates movie came out. I don't. Was that 2009? I don't. Anyway, the third not, not movie? yeah, I don't know. I I really like those Pirates I movies. Was... Good. I was like, I was playing the games and stuff. I don't know if you guys well, played. So the I were, so I vividly Best remember game the games more than the fucking movie. And I do that with a lot of things, like Indiana Jones and something like that. Like the video games, I remember more. I, there's like the there's like the downloadable Pirates game, like like the internet game. It was like a big open world Pirates game online. It was so I fun. I, I played one. with my I played with like my friend and all his cousins, and like all these people. <laughs> yeah. And there was like this hack that you could do to get the Black Pearl. Like it was like the most expensive. World's End came out in 2007. Money thing. Okay. So I was yeah. I was I mean I was in the theater when I was seven. Watched that. <laughs> um, but still, 
those movies rock. I will transition into what I watched. <laughs> I right after recording, I last week I watched Alfred Hitchcock's Row. Um, classic, really good. Oh yeah. Um, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart kind yeah, of the goat. That. Um, he fucking rocks every time he shows up. Oh, and yeah, I'm just like this guy is the coolest guy to ever be a guy. <laughs> Who's <laughs> our modern bad. Jimmy? Do we have a modern? Yeah, we don't Jimmy have Stewart? one. No, 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 like, there's just like we we that that space is not filled. <laughs> that that genre of man doesn't exist. Anymore. No, like I, no, I really, really don't. I'm trying to think. We really, I don't. really don't think we do. I mean, I think we have somebody maybe like in the same vein as that, but like nobody can replicate the way that I feel when I see Jimmy Stewart show up in a movie. I'm like that. Like mm -hmm. we're you know, it's just it's a lost art. Because <laughs> like the thing about Jimmy Stewart too is like, is there any actor that ex that with so much confidence like that that is younger? He's, he's just on. <laughs> yeah, he fucking rocks. That movie was really good as well. Um, I rewatched two of my favorite movies. I, I rewatched Point Break, which just just you know, like right, we did the we did the draft last week where I where I drafted the Point Break couple. So I figured it would be mm -hmm. nice to rewatch it. Still, just just one of the best. Um, and then I rewatched Ten Things I Hate About You, as I always do. Um, and then on Valentine's Day. I, I bit the bullet and I watched I watched Valentine's Day, um, which is, you know, I haven't watched um, I haven't watched the New Year's Eve one, which I, I considered watching around New Year's Eve. Same same director, same holiday movie with like 5000 people in the cast. Um, Valentine's Day, too many people. I what think. is that I think about? They, what is that movie about? What's that? Valentine's Day? Yeah. About it's, Valentine's um, Day. I don't know these no. I don't know um, it's just like, okay, pretty much it's it's uh I mean you've seen like Love Actually, right? Or you know, like these like you haven't seen Love Actually, you know like rom coms <laughs> where they have like nine million subplots. Sure. It's like that. It's like a Valentine's Day rom com. It's kind of like crazy stupid love, like, like sort like, of like an anthology and, thing that's like together yeah, though. Like an interview. Problem yeah. the problem is that Valentine's Day had too many people like there was two you literally they hit the limit on how many famous people you could have in a movie let me just read this cast to you julia roberts bradley cooper anne hathaway patrick dempsey eric dane jessica beale emma roberts taylor swift jessica emma Alves, roberts jennifer garner jamie fox shirley mclean ashton kutcher kathy bates like queen three? latifah taylor lautner george lopez <laughs> Shout out like, George Lopez. He plays like the Beatle actor. He like, uh, he plays, yeah, he's I, the the list is it's too many people. Did there's I like, there's like Emma Roberts is a no, youthful thirty three years old. Owen, no, but how old was she in the movie? Oh, and oh, probably like in her twenties, thirty three minus thirty three minus fourteen, so nineteen. Oh, okay. whoa! I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't know when this movie came out. So. And a high schooler in the movie. Yeah, I was so. like, I, this movie felt like early, so I was like. Oh. Yeah, she's like, uh, is this like Emma Roberts? It's like ten years old. No, yeah, she, I mean, she's playing the her subplot is that her and her boyfriend are trying to have sex for the first time, and that's just like the whole. <laughs> they're like they're high school virgins, and they're like trying to plan this like they're having sex, and then he goes to like surprise her at her house, uh, and he like gets naked in her bed, but then her mom comes home from work and finds him <laughs> naked in her bed. Um, really, yeah, it's it's a dumb movie. Um, it's like kind of like what we said about Crazy Stupid Love last week, even though I like that movie much more uh very watchable movie if you're gonna watch a valentine's day movie i wouldn't recommend valentine's day but it's pretty easy to sit through <laughs> it's a pretty it's a pretty easy movie to watch um and then i watched uh, a little double feature of 
Madam Web and Bob Marley, One Love. Oh. Obviously, we're going to talk about Madam Web. Um, Bob Marley, One Love. Pretty disappointing. I felt, yeah. felt kind of bad because they had his um, his son do the little... Was it his son? I think it was his son. Um, somebody does the 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 little intro thing at the beginning of the movie where they're like, yeah. this is our vision and like this is how we wanted it to be and like we're really happy and we hope you guys enjoy. And I was like damn i kind of feel bad for bob marley guys like <laughs> yeah i don't know I, I keep seeing things of like his uh children being very involved but it yeah uh, it doesn't i don't listen i if they're happy with it i'm i like i'm happy for them that you know that's a yeah, good thing yeah, but like it it becomes more and more apparent with all of these movies that if you're going to make a biopic and you're not going to have like an established good director making it it's going to be really fucking boring um yeah like no. they're just they're just not making good ones well it's <laughs> like unless it's like a big like unless it's like a name who i care about making a biopic those are like you know like last year we had napoleon obviously and like and oppenheimer and like all the you know like biopics that are interesting because good people made them um no no offense to this director i don't even know his name but um, he, but he like, did uh he did king richard right Maybe yeah which i didn't think was a bad movie actually i i quite liked king richard um yeah. it's not like a great movie but uh i'm not saying he's like incapable i just think yeah i'm much less interested in these movies if they're just not made by like yeah well too i didn't even just like rinse and repeat kind of thing I wasn't, I knew immediately that I was not going to ever watch this movie yeah. just like yeah. true out of respect because I didn't want to be disrespectful because <laughs> like, I'm so serious because a lot of people are like excited about it. And um, people yeah. like somebody um, told me the other day because um, they were like, oh, I'm going to go see this. Like, what do you think? What's your take? What do you think? And I'm like, it looks really bad. And they're yeah. like, oh, well, uh, you know, it's it's like a super accurate depiction of Bob Marley's life. And I'm like, that's not what movies are. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. yeah, it's just <laughs> well. No, no, you can say what you're going to say. I think, are you talking, were you talking about, like, biopics and and you need, like, a really good director to make these movies? Is uh, biopics are, like, brands um, and, like, IPs, like, the, the people that you're using. And yeah. the movies that are being made most of the time are treating them like that. And it's, uh, like, it's just something else to sell. You know, it's just a new thing to sell. Yeah. Um, and that's sadly the case for most of them um, is, is, like, how can we sell this person's life um, as like content? Yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, That's what people were annoyed about Maestro because um, they weren't doing yeah. that. <laughs> because, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You watch Bob Marley, One Love. I saw somebody say this actually. I think I saw, I saw a tweet like this. Yeah. Um, but like, you really appreciate something like Maestro. Perhaps we were too hard on Maestro. I was like, I was like, maybe I was like, maybe I need yeah. to up my Maestro rating a little bit because this is like. <laughs> You know, there's there's yeah. a real difference well, here. <laughs> I think with the regardless of how good or you think that movie is, it's clear that Bradley Cooper is someone who's caring about both the craft and the person, not just the person to an extent. You know, like yeah. it feels like. I mean, I'm sure the the director of the Bob. I'm not, you know, no, yeah, I'm mean, sure they care about Bob and you know his how it looks and stuff like that. But it feels, I don't know. It's it's just like. The problem is that when <laughs> when you make I saw somebody comment on my review too that they need to like make you know more R-rated biopics. Um mm -hmm. the problem is like it's 
how do you, how do you make a boring movie about Bob Marley? You know what I mean? Like that's the problem. Like when yeah. you have like some of these people, I'm just like the like if you manage to make a biopic about somebody like Bob Marley and it's boring, like you went wrong. You know, I like well, that's I like thinking, that's the problem to me. Um, Last Days is a film about like Gus Van Sant made, and I'm not saying this like a it's a weird comparison, but the point I'm trying to make is that the movies like about Kurt Cobain, but it's not a yeah. Kurt Cobain biopic. Like the character isn't named Kurt Cobain. Yeah. It's kind of like a movie about a certain feeling, like an essence kind of thing. And I think it's kind of really hard to make a movie about a real person that existed so close, like so like recent in terms of like in trying to be like oh this is the real accurate portrayal where i think like the better a better concept would be more to like capture a vibe and i and and i think like not to like a terence malick style is a weird way to put this but like more of like a poetic like flowy kind of movie right. that about bob marley would feel I don't and it's like I don't, but I don't like, I don't, we don't need that necessarily. Like, I don't, I don't want to shove in my own, you know, um, um, cinematic uh, uh, biases, but like, that's, I mean, Elvis does that really well, I think, or it's like Elvis, it like really captures the, like, like the vibe of Elvis, you know, not necessarily about him as a guy. Like, yeah, well, that's true. It's like the Elvis thing too. It's, it's not being like, I think that's, that's more into not necessarily fiction. But it's like a, it's maybe a fictionalized version, but it's a, it's kind of this uh, show. It, I don't know what the word would be for it, but it's like, it's not being like this is the real Elvis, you know? No, no, yeah. it's not. It's, it's it's very much like uh, they don't say that in the movie, but like when you're watching it, it's like, oh, this is like, it's Baz Luhrmann is obviously he's invoking the myth of Elvis. Yes, um, yeah. well, the same is... thing with Napoleon. Napoleon's very much about like the myth of Napoleon rather than like this is exactly how everything happened and all that exactly. stuff. Exactly, it's it's you know it's myth making and stuff. It's like the, the, these people are the, the we talk about the names and the brands and like these big kind of cultural icons and they are they're like these myths and and it's I, every biopic is like trying to be like this is exactly yeah. how it happened when it's actually you're most of the time like 90 percent of the time even it's really not exactly like that's just not <laughs> you're the when they're like oh this is how it happened when it, it you know it's not because you weren't i mean most of the people like you're not you weren't there it's it's really yeah. like this is how and it happened with, based on like little information i have narrative cinema most of the time is not really suited for like accurate retellings of events no. as much as yeah. like documentary is, you know? Um, yeah. if like, if there's people a really... don't want to make documentaries, that's like, yeah, that's, like, well, because documentaries don't make but, yeah, millions exactly. of dollars, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but also, I think I don't want to, you know, I don't want to completely bash on the Bob Marley movie or keep going out of that length or whatever, sure. but I think, like, I think it's just also about, I think bringing up Elvis is a good point because I think if you're going to make a biopic today and you want it to be like something that I care about, you have to actually like say something worthwhile, you know? And I think like one, like with Elvis, for example, like we kind of know about Elvis and like, there's been others like Elvis stuff, but like you, but the movie, like that Baz Luhrmann movie specifically, like spends a lot of time talking about how much Elvis owes to black artists, which is like not a, you know what I mean? Like that's an important conversation. Like that's like, that's something you really gain from the movie. And with the Bob Marley movie, like they do this whole thing where like they kind of 
constantly repeat how much he like cares about the message and it's like about the message that he sends and blah 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 like all this stuff which like is true of bob marley but like the movie doesn't really like tackle any of like the politics of the world it like involving bob marley like at length or like really dive into them so that you don't really like get anything out of it and i wish that were that like i was like if you're gonna make a bob marley movie and this is you know a guy who historically had a lot to say oh, yeah. maybe the movie should say a lot <laughs> you know i don't know like that's just a little thing if like, you're if you're really gonna make biopics about these people i think like we should really gain something from it in the elvis movie instead of all of like this because the movie's kind of long so instead of all of the scenes where elvis is just like hanging around black musicians uh, which you could say whether or not you want to say about that it's it is whatever there are people have negative feelings about that but um it's more like what if the elvis movie um elvis just said multiple times like you know it's all about that bb king stuff it's all about <laughs> it's all you know it's all about yeah, that yeah. soul black people music yeah it's like he said he just said yeah. that in the movie instead i don't um, know that just just like i don't know i use that as an example but yeah I, I think that's like the difference between a lot of these movies anyway let's move on to madam web because i don't want to drag this on for too long um and that was the other movie that was part of my double feature you know uh Nice, nice Madam Web, Bob Marley <laughs> double feature. Um, where do we start? Because as we know, well, this, we is the the movie, this is the movie that Owen chose I, <laughs> for his birthday. I think so, it was interesting to start. With just in 2002, kind of like... <laughs> Sam Raimi directed a film called Spider-Man okay. that, was, oh, okay. that right. was produced by, um, what's his name? Uh, no, it was not produced. It was co-directed by, or it was additional directing by a certain yeah. kevin feige okay right um and that movie uh was very successful and mm -hmm. spawned other superhero movies such as ang lee's hulk True. and eventually we get to iron man <laughs> and then iron man spawns monumental movie. 30 sequels <laughs> um, imagine making a movie and then there's like 30 sequels. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's basically what the fucking MCU is. Yeah. No, I know. That's psychotic. Like, it is psychotic. And um, among those sequels are Spider-Man movies. But notably, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies were made by Sony. Yes. Um, and um, so Sony was loaning out Spider-Man to Marvel, <laughs> who was owned by Disney, to, yes. who created the Iron Man uh yes, mcu yeah. movies right but sony still has the rights to spider-man and all of spider-man's characters so they decided what if we make our own spider-man movies <laughs> and then morbius happens who is a spider-man villain well, venom first we have venom. oh you're right correct. i'm sorry venom with, happens venom is, with tom hardy with tom hardy who is a spider-man villain turned anti-hero in this movie venom oh, did make kind a of cool money, idea of kind of yeah, cool yeah. idea to make because venom venom is a yeah. big character like if yes if, like madam webb and morbius are like d-list names like no one yeah knew, like no one besides like real comic book heads well also movies, I, yeah. movies. venom is like somebody due to sam raimi mainly it, he right. venom is yeah. like a household name not as big as spider-man obviously because spider-man is no. the biggest superhero but, ever like but if spider-man's an like, s-tier super like comic book character venom's like an a-tier comic book yeah. character like yeah your yeah. mom knows who venom is you know it's like yeah well my mom does not but yeah no but like you see people wear ve okay. venom shirts and stuff yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. venom is like a legit character that's kind of existed for a while where morbius and matt webber are smaller so that was a perfect kind of way to start um 
this kind of franchise if there is any good way to start this sort of yeah. thing um with tom hardy yeah so they do, big, big get. yeah but they do the venom movie which is it is they it's the it's the first in this series i guess that they've been doing right which is they take because yeah. they own all of the spider-man characters so like spider-man mm-hmm. and his entire like cast and rogue gallery sony owns because back in the day when marvel was selling the rights to all of their characters um mm-hmm. sony had the opportunity to buy the rights to every marvel character and they were like no we just we'll just buy spider-man because who the fuck are all these other guys um, yeah, like 56 million too yeah big movie yeah um that's so yeah, huge so- so Sony bought um, all of the Spider-Man characters, and now they're like, what do we do? They take Spider-Man's biggest villain, Venom, turn him into an anti-hero, mm-hmm. which he already like was a little bit in the combo. I don't want to go into nerdy It stuff. depends on what Venom yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> turn him into an anti-hero, make the Venom movie with Tom Hardy, big success, very popular. Then they take Morbius, <laughs> <laughs> like legitimately D-tier, like, like comic book D-tier, character. but... It's like a cool, like a vampire guy. Right, like, a it's vampire. Cool. like cool idea. It could like making a movie about again, like an anti-hero vampire thing. It's not the worst idea ever. Like, to, and especially like, when you think of like, let's make like, because like, I'm not to like talk about like Guardians of the Galaxy or something, but like, d random ass characters can be brought into the public eye and because it's like it's just a new character it, like it basically kind of exists as like this doesn't exist as a comic book it's just a right. new guy and it's just a new yeah. movie about like a superhero kind of thing so it's like yeah. it's not the worst idea no um, no and, and, worst and execution it is, <laughs> it is yeah, very I mean, execution is <laughs> that's the, that's that's where you make the big bucks i think it's very notable that like with all three and soon to be four of these Sony movies, right? That are that are removed like different universe in the MCU, um, that uh, are surrounded by Spider-Man, that are all Spider-Man characters, right? These are all villains, these are all Spider-Man's rogue galleries, these are all guys that in the comic books are trying to kill yeah. Spider-Man. Um, these are bad guys. And mm-hmm. Sony is for all four of these movies, transforming them into anti-heroes or just straight up heroes in the case of Madame Web. Um yeah interesting i don't there's some people there's a lot of like comic book purists that yeah. are fucking annoying about this like when the when the craven the hunter trailer came out and they're like craven the hunters he's trying to he doesn't hunt animals he's hunting people um because like craven the hunter um in the in the in the comic and all yeah. other craven the hunter media and comic books and video games he's mm-hmm. he's a bad guy that kills animals <laughs> you know and that's his whole thing and it's right. like guys it's a movie it's like yeah, you can change like stuff that. like who cares? i mean <laughs> um it's a weird thing that these movies exist because it feels like the only reason that these movies exist is they're like, we have these things lying around. We might as well do something with them. It's like a, it's like a use it or lose it situation. Yeah. It's feels like, like, I mean, we have this list of long ass random characters let's like roll a dice and like pick one and then we'll make a movie about them and i don't know if they really care if they're good i don't think they i'm gonna be honest i think that all of these movies that they're doing could lose money except for venom's not gonna lose money venom is like a surefire thing did venom Um, 2 make money yeah it did um but i think venom's a pretty surefire thing and i think that as long as venom's still making money yeah 500 million yeah 
all of these movies could like do like be a net loss yep. um because venom has an ace sorry but sony has an ace up their sleeve which is called they own the rights to spider-man yeah. they could just they could just make a spider-man movie literally whenever they want and like well, nobody also, can stop i them. mean they're making yeah. i think they have the luxury of those uh animated movies that are making so much money and right. the profits from all those tom holland appearances right. where their net positive is looking pretty great um yeah. in that aspect and it looks like, and um, many people have noticed, maybe people were saying this the second that um, the Morbius movie was made, where yeah. they were like, oh, they're going to make a, a Sinister Six movie, which uh, the Sinister Six is kind of like the, it's like the, yeah, it's like the, the, the title for the team of Spider-Man's like rogue gallery yeah, yeah. of villains. Yeah. Um, and what's his name is part of that, right? J- uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character in those Spider-Man movies. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah no, it's it's not. It's funny because it's like they're leaning more into like the D-list characters, but the ro- the like right. Sinister Six would be more of like his but, six like, like most the... popular famous villains. Right. So right. it'd be like a little goofy version, but it was like it doesn't really matter. It's just like. But this is like got, a if they got like a movie villains, that could be happening, right? Yeah, it's honestly after watching Madame Web, I was like, it kind of made me really confident. It's like, oh, they're actually they're gonna do a Sinister Six movie. Yeah. <laughs> well. So this is like a weird. How much do you know about like the script changes of this? Movie? I don't. I don't know. I literally don't know anything about the. The only thing stuff. I heard about was the the change of time, like okay. where it went from being well, a so 90s that was movie to now taking place in two thousand three. I think one of the biggest issues with this movie is it's so clearly, obviously, um, like had to be changed a million times. Yeah. Um. And it's obviously not the director's fault or the writer's fault or the actor's fault. Um, and Dakota Johnson and the director, I was watching an interview and they talk about like doing like a million takes. And there was something about like, they said there was 2,300 edits or something, which like, I don't really know what they mean by like edits um, in terms like, like that's what I'm like, saying. Like, well, yeah. they were like, they were like Mad Max Fury Road had two. 1700 edits and this had 2000 like i was like what do you mean by edits um but they were explaining that they they um they just shot like a million takes um and it felt like they shot so many takes so they would have like all this information and all this like uh kind of stuff on hand so that when they had to change it instead of doing reshoots they did like ADR, like any way they could possibly make it, you know, work Movie. in like the cheapest way possible. I mean, yeah, reshoots yeah. are really expensive. You have to get so everybody instead back of doing and, reshoots, yeah. Yeah. So instead of doing reshoots on set, they shot like basically probably like four versions of this movie. Yeah. Um, and there were rumors at many times. I don't know how true this is, but it makes a lot of sense to me, especially with the time changes and all this stuff. Uh, but at one point there were one spider-man in this movie and then at one point there was a different spider-man in this movie and then now there are no spider-man in this movie and it makes a lot of sense when you have your main villain staring at the screen with his mouth moving and no dialogue coming out <laughs> like it's like there's it's like he could totally be like oh i'm gonna kill spider-man and then you have to yeah. just like and but you you can't reshoot it so you have to make him say something else and stuff like that, like that stuff, it's bad, and it's more Sony's fault. But it, I don't think 
this is the this is kind of my thesis here. That doesn't make this movie the worst movie of all time, like people are saying. But it is like I'm just interested on like why Sony is so in. I know Spider Man's a cash cow, but I like why are they so like we have to get Spider Man in this movie? Sp- or like, I, well, here, my thing is like you say, you know, Spider Man's a cash cow. Spider Man might be the biggest cash cow no, in cinema. But it's like I'm interested in like obviously I'll never really know the decisions behind this. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting to be like we're gonna have this Spider Man. Oh, actually, you know, try let's try this Spider Man and then have no like I don't is it was it a legal thing or did they just be like eh, I don't like that actually I'm actually not gonna use Spider Man in this movie. It's just. I'm going to be bizarre. so honest right now. It's people are going to say, are going to you guys might even hear what I'm about to say and call me dumb. Yeah. Sure. Um, because people are so, so negative on this movie and are saying that it's like, Oh, mm-hmm. like this movie mm-hmm. is like, it's like fucking irredeemable garbage. Yeah. You know, yep. people like people are so negative on it, but you're saying like, Oh, I don't know the decisions behind it. I think that they went to the edit and maybe if the rumors are true that they shot stuff with like a spy, like somebody yeah, playing yeah, yeah. Peter Parker Spider Man, right? Yeah. Um, I think that what happened was they might have gone to the edit and were like, "Oh, it's not working." You know, the version of this movie with Spider Man is bad. We're just gonna like take it out. I sure. think it's probably what happened. And people yeah. might hear that and be like, "Oh, well, that's definitely not what happened because the version of this movie is already bad and doesn't work." That's what I'm saying. I disagree. <laughs> I think this that version meant, of the yeah, movie. Yeah, I can see that. I can see them being like, "This movie is not good enough." for andrew garfield to come back for it or something like right. you know yeah. like it's like maybe they're like oh this movie's fine like i don't they're like this movie's not the worst movie ever it's fine it's totally releasable um it's like maybe you know we released morbius you know so like they're not like this movie is, is like a total loss but it's like oh this movie isn't as good as we hoped we're not gonna bring andrew garfield into this you know we're gonna save him for something ever that makes sense i i i, I yeah uh but that's the thing as i think this conversation and just like our talking about it is very like i think it's interesting and i feel like i find myself defending this movie in my head a lot and like online and stuff and just like the way i'm thinking about it and it comes from like i think a place of like where this movie has a 1.7 on letterbox and people online their first everyone online is basically being like this is the worst movie ever made and it's like okay the starting point is that the starting point is this is the worst movie ever made and to have more negative thoughts on it is like it you can't really go worse from that so i think there are positives that people aren't like seeing that make it not the worst movie ever made still i don't think it's good doug has more positive feelings i have some i have some positive i i don't think it's like my biggest issue for the movie like honestly was like i was just not having too much fun and yeah i mean yeah that was kind of one of my big problems for me it's like fun isn't like obviously like entertainment and fun aren't the only things for movies but when it's a superhero movie like you know like i'm trying to have some fun and i was like I was actually like, oh, this cinematography is interesting. Like that, these choices are kind of interesting. I like these ideas, but I was that was kind of the most I was getting out of it, rather right. than like I was having a good time. So if I was, I don't know, if it was just a little more fun to me, I was all for it. Like there was nothing, there was nothing so egregious about this movie where I was like, I hate this, and I'm like really like mad. It I... was just I'm kind of like, eh. 
Yeah, I'm probably in a similar space. Although I'm, yeah, I, I'm not gonna sit here and say I like the movie because I don't. Sure. But yeah. I, I think maybe my pro, not problem, but maybe my like <laughs> the the reason why I didn't enjoy it all that much mm-hmm. is because it definitely for me doesn't feel all that much like a superhero movie uh like it's like it's just like it's like a like it does a little bit but like i'm just saying for the i'm saying for the crowd of people who enjoy superhero movies this is not really like a movie for them like that's probably why they're hating on it so much i think that's why they don't like it yes but then on the reverse (laughs) end on the reverse end the other reasons why you can enjoy this movie and a lot of people were kind of like before i had seen it a lot of people were saying like this movie is actually just really fun because it's like really funny and like you could have a good time mm-hmm. with it, which like I whatever. But I personally watching it, that is not the way that I felt. And that was not even the atmosphere in my theater. Like it was for yeah. me, there was not too many moments where I was like, oh, that's like a so bad. It's good thing. Not that I want that. But like there were yeah. not too many moments where I was actually like laughing and like where my like my theater was into it. Like there was a few there was there was a few moments that I thought were funny intentionally that I actually enjoyed. I was like, that was actually That's funny what I was going to get me. into that. Yeah, yeah, we could talk <laughs> about that. We could talk about that. But I'm just talking about like the appeal of the movie to me. Like generally a lot of these like things that you would complain about that are also some of my own criticisms are not things where I was like, Oh, this is silly. Like I'm enjoying that. I was like, that's just kind of yeah. like confusing and dumb to me. And I, and I just like didn't really. I, I I don't know when I can't like enjoy either end of the spectrum, where I yeah. can't like enjoy it as like a regular like you know dumb blockbuster superhero movie, or like as whatever else it can be. I was just like, yeah, I'm pretty much just not in any camp with this. I was like, I'm just kind of let down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the most annoying part of this Madam Web discourse, <laughs> right? Because that's whatever oh, yeah. it, it, oh, yeah. uh, we we whatever. Um, I think mm-hmm. the most more no- annoying part of this is seeing um, so many people say this is the worst movie of all time. It's so much fun. I'll watch it a thousand times, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's like that is so annoying to me because here's my experience with Madam Web. I was watching it. I was literally prepared to like really, really have a bad time. Like I was like, I was like joking before and I was like, oh, this movie's probably good. Yeah. Here I am now. Because I was really expecting it to be kind of like actually irredeemable trash. Um, (laughs) And then I was sitting there and I was like, it shot so well. (laughs) It shot so well. Actually, I was like stunned. I was like, wow. It's like there's like really um, provocative like truly provocative images images in this film and and then also i was laughing with the movie there were jokes that were written in the screenplay and then performed by the actresses that i was like i i literally laughed at bro sydney sweeney says (laughs) um that martha stewart joke when they're in the woods and i fucking i like burst out laughed like super loudly in the middle of my theater and i felt so embarrassed because it was like dead oh. silent you could drop a hit yeah, and i was no. like no because but that shit like caught me off guard and i was like this yeah. that's like really funny for me for me it was the um the scene there's a couple of them i think i think the one thing that i enjoyed most about this movie is that there are like a significant number of scenes that play to Dakota Johnson's strengths as like just yeah. being really funny, um, like like and just like the type of person that she is. You can see it in this movie. There's a scene at the baby shower where they're like 
playing this game where they have to yeah, guess yeah. baby names, which like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they actually play that at baby showers, but that's, I feel like if they do, they like, they give you hints or something, you know, I don't think they what's play funny because she's like, just what's my baby's name? And then there's like, and I fucking don't know. There's a million baby names. What do you want me to? <laughs> then they then they ask her that whole thing about her mom. Yeah, I just yeah. I, that yeah. Well, that part was really funny to me. Yeah, I was like she is Dakota Johnson. Funny. The um the characterization that they give her character is very unique to a superhero lead. Like, I wouldn't go as far as say she's like unlikable, but like she's like she's. Like she, the vibe she brings to the room is like very like off putting, which is very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's not it, like the it's very, intentional. Like, no, of course. Yeah, but I, I, which I think is very interesting because like you're like that. I don't. I can't think of like a superhero character that's like very like like that. I, I don't, like that 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 scene where she's in the thing. Even like, well, I think it plays to her like power set. Where like the scene in I think is like. Uh, really like i don't know funny but i think it's like a, a kind of good bit where she they're asking the names and she like says a name or something and then she like goes back or whatever however it works and then uh emma roberts who plays the mom of spider-man uh <laughs> yeah. asks her like again and then she's like what are we do we do we do this already yeah. like, like, and I it's think... like so awkward it's so awkward yeah, yeah yeah but it 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 like that's how it's supposed to read and like it it works really well and i think like the combination of her power set and her like very dry like thing going on it, like works really well um yeah. but i think i wanted i kind of wanted to go back to one little thing that kevin said earlier where this movie isn't structured it has a third act superhero thing but yeah. it's not really like narratively set up at all like a superhero movie like it has like it has its you know it has like its beats right it you know she gets her powers yeah you know there's a bad guy who has you know powers and that guy wants to you know there's there are superhero elements to it but there's it's I think, and I want to, it's like, it's like, I, I'm going to kind of use this to get into a point where I'm like, there are bits of this movie that yeah. feel removed enough from the MCU formula that where it feels like refreshing. And this movie, even though I don't think it's a good movie, I do think there's enough of that that is refreshing that we just don't see in some of the DC movies post Snyder um, so, and all of the Marvel movies, because every superhero movie that comes out in the past 10 years is all trying to be like an MCU movie. And for some, whatever reason, the Sony movie that is tr like the Sony movies that are literally just like leeching off the fact that they own some random ass Spider-Man characters aren't like oh let's make a marvel movie because it's like the formula is out there like it it's like exists you know there's 30 of these movies you yeah, could yeah. very easily like plot by plot like make a marvel movie with your 80 million dollars but for some weird reason these movies like kind of exist in a way where it's like from another universe almost where like marvel movies don't exist where it yeah. feels like it came out in like 2005. 
Yeah, a lot of people are saying that, like, oh, a lot of people have been saying that this movie is very Electra, very Deadpool, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. Ben Affleck Deadpool. Mm -hmm. Um, And and not Deadpool, what's his name? Daredevil, sorry. Yeah, Daredevil, Daredevil. Um, Ben Affleck Daredevil. And it's like, I haven't seen those movies since I was a little kid, you know, so I can't can't really speak to the comparison. But I'm going to say this movie, um, this movie invokes Ang Lee's Hulk to me a little bit. It's not as good as Ang Lee's Hulk, obviously. but I think that the way that Angley's Hulk um, was actually um, interesting with the the editing and the images that it shows, whereas obviously Angley's Hulk is trying to invoke what it's like to read a comic book with its kind of like paneling yeah. editing. Um, this doesn't but do that. People don't but, like that movie either. So. Yeah, because people are dumb. That's what I'm getting yeah, at. People no, are but, freaking dumb. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think the second time Angley's Hulk just got brought up in this uh, episode, but... <laughs> uh movie rips but i i do agree i think i think it's interesting i don't think that the mcu uses its power sets ever in like a visually interesting way where i do think like all of the stuff with her like uh whatever her like her power set's kind of confusing to me but the way that it's used in these visual ways is like really interesting and not even yeah. Separate from that, like, just, like, the paramedic stuff is shot, like, interestingly. That's what I was going to say. There's two There's two sequences in this, and I think it's, they both happened in the first half of the movie, where I was really, like, stunned, and I was getting a little angry in my head, where I was like, I cannot believe everybody I know gave this a half star. <laughs> I am, like, I was, yeah, like, yeah. actually, like, I was so, I was, like, what the fuck? Um, it's... So the first time she gets her powers when she when she dies basically when she falls off the yeah, bridge yeah, yeah. hits the water whatever and we get these insane Did images. Did you not see of... that online before? No, I didn't see anything online yeah, before. Yeah, I don't know if it was in the trailer, but I I remember seeing that that bit where she's in the water and you have yeah. these like webs and yeah. the giant S was a big thing on Twitter where it's like the it's from the Pepsi sign in the third yeah. act. And everyone mm-hmm. was like, what the fuck's this giant S doing? But there was like a, it's a really like interesting kind of visual. She gets caught in like the web of time and it's like an interesting way to yeah, yeah, communicate yeah. that. Uh and then and then it like cuts to her and then like when she's in the water, she sees we get the POV shot of her looking at blood on her hands. That is some Nick Reffin uh, only God forgives <laughs> yeah, ass yeah. imagery, dude. That is like yeah, real yeah. provocative ass mm-hmm. imagery to put in your goddamn comic book movie. You know what I mean? Um, and then like that. So that stuff, I was like, hold on now, <laughs> hold on now. Yeah, and yeah. then I think it takes it a step further when uh, we get after the baby shower, right? Um, we have her with some other paramedics, and one of her colleagues dies, gets in, gets t-boned. Uh, by a big fucking garbage truck or whatever and it's like that whole sequence is edited insane like edited truly edited it's like borderline experimental with the editing and i'm not saying that as an insult people were were saying that shit as like a negative about this where it's like oh it's borderline experimental with the way how bad and i'm like no it's literally that sequence is borderline experimental with imagery it is like insane montage cutting between different takes Mm -hmm. um like super fast you see like images on top of images and like insane match cuts and you see like her looking down at the sky um that's like hurt or whatever and like it, like the, it flashes into her co-worker in the uniform and then her like pov shot her looking at her co-worker in uniform her with blood on her hands looking at blood on her hands then immediately cuts away from that and it's like oh my god the way that it's like invoke like and i keep saying invoking the way that it's like communicating um her powers and like the way that she's experiencing her powers and how overwhelming this is and how oh i can't control this 
Yeah. It's giving Sam Raimi Spider-Man. It's giving real fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah, filmmaking. Yeah. And I feel crazy right now for saying that. Because am I no. crazy or is that those sequences are good? No. Can you guys argue with me or like <laughs> no, I mean I like I'm not gonna the problem is that I I'm not gonna push back on that because I don't disagree with it. I'm just gonna push back on everything else that I don't like about the movie. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, I'm not gonna like sit here and be like the images are bad because they're not. Well, I think the but like last, everything else is, in my opinion. The last sure. time a quote unquote Marvel movie had anything remotely like this was Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. And the oh, reason the reason for <laughs> this, the reason for this is because Sam Raimi directed that movie as much as he could. And I was I I was constantly thinking about um, this after um, I watched Madam Web and while I was watching Madam Web, and I feel like it is very clear that there's a difference in the levels of control between these two studios, and I think it's never been more clear when you have the same cinematographer working on these two movies because yeah. i don't i forget the guy's name uh on, can... he 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 shot avatar big movie you oh, ever yeah. heard of it morrow fior i think it's yeah. so morrow shot no way home and madam web yes in like very close time so the guy didn't automatically learn how to shoot a movie he's known how to shoot a movie for forever right um, and it's very clear that he was allowed to do more cool shit and be more creative on Madam Web as where he just kind of showed up and was told what to do on No Way Home. And I don't think that he was um, like a big Madam Web fan or anything. I don't think like it was his dream project, but it's a simple like, hey, I'm going to let you do do what your like career is i'm gonna let you like make a movie and rather than like the hyper control that kevin feige brings so my kind of takeaway my biggest takeaway from madam webb is straight up if they let got better writers that's like the biggest issue but if they got better writers uh keep getting good cinematographers and you know get I'm not like hating on this director because a lot of his issues is not her fault. Well, that's what yeah. I, I kind of have a theory that revolves around the cinematographer of this too, mm-hmm. where um, it, re- it requires a little bit of explanation, but in uh, conventional wisdom, right? Uh, is in TV shows, what happens a lot is like um, they'll have one cinematographer for a whole season of a TV show and you'll have different directors. So you'll have like um, a showrunner um, and then some like individual writers for each show that are like control for each episode that are controlled by the showrunner. And then you'll have different directors kind of like do different batches of episodes throughout a season. Right. Also kind of like controlled by a showrunner, but the showrunner's not there all the time. So what they'll do is that they'll bring on a cinematographer that yeah. will be there for the whole season um, that is appointed by the showrunner and the cinematographer's job on a season of TV and this might not be the case anymore, but this was the case for like network TV for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like the cinematographer's job was to keep the director in line was to like, make sure the director, cause the cinematographer, he's in charge of the camera crew. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, so yeah. it was like, 
the, the, the cinematographer's job was to make sure the director um, didn't fuck up, you know, and so adhere to the showrunner's um, uh, of vision over the director's vision while shooting the film. I feel like on this, Sony might have brought on the cinematographer and like I feel like he might have had more control on set than the director even. I don't know how maybe, the granted, if they did like thousands of if they did like thousands of uh, of takes for all these different shots and stuff, that might not be the case. It might just be this was a yeah. really terrible uh environment, but it's shot so well and I don't That's know. That's what it, for me, listening even that short clip of the director talking about the movie, it felt like she had like a lot of control of like it but also I don't know if that was entirely because I mentioned earlier I thought it was I think it was kind of like because they wanted a lot of information so like in case they didn't have to do many reshoots but also it kind of almost it did feel like this director wasn't as confident uh you you you're, you know it depends on the director but a and lot of most people aren't veteran cinematographer takes. paired with like a really new director yeah like, I mean that's that's a good pairing but my I guess to go back to my thesis thingy um I think. That it is more po more possible. I think you have a higher chance of making a good movie under this weird ass Sony shit than you do in the Disney Marvel slop. I yeah. but good movie, quote unquote. But I think like if you are trying to achieve a vision, I don't think it is a I just like a hundred percent don't think it is possible to do that under whatever disney is doing right now and the fact that like the morbius studio you can do that i think is like very bizarre um but i do think like it is possible and i think if sony just backed off like a hair about the whole spider-man shit like they could make some really cool stuff i don't know if the world wants that or would even care but i yeah, do right. think like they could make actually like movies that are like worth a damn in that studio with these random ass characters. I think they could pull out D list. Like I think that Craven movie, I was never like, you're not going to find my ass excited for that Craven movie, but watching this Madam web movie, I was like, that movie might be solid. Like, like that yeah. cast is cool. Like I looked at it. The cinematographer isn't as good. Like, so, like, I don't know if it's going to be shot anywhere near as well, but I think the writers are different. This this yeah. writer group was writers on Morbius and Madden Web. Like, it was, I think they probably yeah. signed, like, a multi-picture deal or something, so they got right. stuck with them or something. Because it would be like, if Morbius was received that well, it was like, oh, let's bring them back. It would, they probably, like, oh, you're going to write this one and this one. And they had, like, yeah. three writers, maybe. But I think there's there are different writers for that movie. So, while I didn't love Madam Web, there was enough for me in this movie where I was like, Sony, it might not be the next one. It might not be the <laughs> next one, but I think they can make a movie. Whereas the MCU for the past two decades or whatever bullshit, like there, I don't think they're ever going to make a movie that I really like. But I think Sony has shown in Madam fucking Web that there is a possibility because they like let a they let a guy shoot on location and do weird shit. Like, yeah, even though there is like I think the again the biggest issue of this movie is there is a little too much studio interference, but it is nowhere near as bad as the shit that's going on in Disney. 
and I just, I, yeah, I, no, I, I, to really hammer that home, dude, it's like while watching this shit, those Disney Star Wars fucking TV shows, they <laughs> handed the keys to Dave fucking Filoni. Dave Filoni. Um, and I've been very vocal. I don't listen. Dave Filoni's probably a really nice guy. He was friends with, he was literally friends with George Lucas, right? He's, he's probably chill. I think that Dave Filoni has no idea how to make something look desirable. Um, mm -hmm. And I watched parts of that Ahsoka show. Madam Web is so much better than that Ahsoka show, even regardless of all of the fucking writing stuff, Madam Web or whatever, sure. it, that performances are weird in Madam Web, sure. including all of that stuff. It's just a way better product than a, that Ahsoka show. And so many people love that Ahsoka show. So I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. And yeah. honestly, I here's my here's I have a theory. I think that if the ADR stuff, which didn't really bother me because ADR is just a part of making movies. And yeah, they didn't hide it well in this. But and maybe you could be like, oh, is also his line reading was annoying, whatever. Yeah. ADR stuff in this. I think that if you just take out like or like if they hit it really well or maybe just like didn't do it or whatever. Some of the ADR in this, I think people would just like this movie straight up, straight up. Maybe <laughs> not like it, but I do agree. I do agree that if the ADR issues weren't in this movie that people would like it more because the adr issue is such a glaringly obvious issue that anyone can fucking point out yeah Where that's what I was most just people that. most people don't go into movies and fucking see an issue right yeah. Because most yeah. people don't know what movies are, how they well they don't know what movies are. They don't know how movies work or what's a good movie, what's a bad movie. Yeah, most yeah. people just watch a movie and like, okay, that was fun, like whatever. But when you go to the movies and it's like an eighty million dollar movie and it's like the big new superhero movie and you see a guy's mouth moving and the words aren't mashing up, everyone's gonna know that's fucking wrong. And then they're gonna be like, wait, I've never seen this. I've because yeah. you know they don't watch whatever. Like yeah. it's like. It's, it, but well, it's, if you go to the movies like I've never seen something this like yeah. obviously wrong. They're like, this is the worst we have ever fucking seen. Where it's like that the ADR issues aren't that like that movie that does not me like make or break the movie for me. But it's yeah, such like yeah. an obvious thing that anyone can see is like that's not how it's supposed to be. That it's ultimately like, wait, this is really bad. Yeah, um, yeah that's other what I was issues, but yeah, yeah, that's. I think that's the most obvious thing that somebody who doesn't know anything about filmmaking can point to and be like, hey, that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah, this is a yeah, bad yeah, yeah. movie. And I swear to God, I think of that, of like specifically the ADRs, not even the ADR stuff for the main cast, I think is so like done well enough. People might disagree with me. I think it's done totally fine well enough. But with yeah. the fucking villain with Tahar yeah. Rahim, right? His yeah. ADR stuff, it's I think bad. that if like that was not noticeable um people like soups would not have made his video where he's like it's the worst movie of all time i think people yeah, like yeah, yeah. i don't want to call out our friends but i think that like all actually all no, 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 no. Um, but i think that because that that, 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 everyone gave it a star <laughs> that like really are like this is like irredeemable garbage sure. the room like stuff like that i think that they wouldn't be saying that if just like the adr for right um tahar rahim wasn't mm -hmm. as noticeable because Everything else is like so passable to me, if not good, where I'm like, I don't know. Because you guys talk about the writing too. The movie makes sense. 
The movie makes sense. <laughs> There's so many movies that don't even make sense. This movie is like written. Well, Kevin, I don't think. I don't think the movie makes sense. I need. And and the only reason why I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to be annoying about it, but no, I, be I, annoying I, about it. No, 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 no. no. Kevin, I'm saying because I feel like there has to be like a little bit of pushback because yeah, I, push know, back, I, push I, back. I still, still give the movie one star. You know, like it, um, yeah. It's, yeah. Talk about know. how it's garbage. I, okay. Here's the here's the thing. The, I don't. I, I just want to circle back for a second because there, mm-hmm. we just talked about a lot. Um, I agree that if there's something bad in the movie that's easy to point to, people are going to shit on it more. And I think that people even go out of their way to do that with good movies. I've noticed recently on my TikTok where I was talking about the Best Picture nominees, I put Oppenheimer at number one, and like for some reason my comments are flooded with people who hate Oppenheimer, and like every single every single comment is talking about like. I thought Oppenheimer was okay, but the pacing is so bad and it's so boring. And I'm like, people just say that when a movie is three hours long and they don't have the attention to watch a three hour movie. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you don't really, like those people don't really know. Yeah, I know. That's what I I was going to say. I was going to say that too. That's like the easiest thing to point to if you don't know anything about movies, because it's just your, it's just how you feel watching something. Like, it's like, if you just get bored watching something, you're like, well, the pacing sucks. But so, so so that's like a thing where I'm like, people can just pick something Mm -hmm. And they're doing that with the ADR in this movie. Like they're they they found a thing, and they're like that is very obviously yeah. a problem. When's the last time we've talked about ADR on a fucking right? Movie? Nobody, yeah, like, nobody. Gets obviously, fucked. yes, the ADR in this movie is bad. But like, there's ADR you know in every fucking there's blockbuster. ADR in every yeah. fucking movie. Like ADR is a normal fucking thing. And yes, they had issues because they fucking changed the script or whatever a million times or whatever yeah so they, they had, had to it, get the they had they to get the character to say different words this <laughs> guy had to say different words and they didn't have money they weren't going to spend money to reshoot it so it there's there's problems with it but these you know it's like adr yeah. it, adr sort of thing where it's like you don't it's i don't even know what another example would be but it's like you're not the only if you talk about it it's a bad thing you know it's yeah. like you're well, not gonna like, talk about bro, it it's like oh look at that it's good good adr because you're not supposed to notice it yeah um, it's and, the good and the bad and the ugly right all those fucking spaghetti western grants it way better sergio leone right, say it, yeah. way better <laughs> filmmaker than yeah, yeah. anybody than anybody yeah, involved yeah, in yeah, madam yeah, web yeah, those yeah, are yeah, one yeah. of the greatest movies some of the greatest movies of all time were those sergio leone <laughs> westerns but but those spaghetti westerns right they didn't granted the psychology was available. This isn't like an old movie thing. Um, yeah. They just, in those fucking Italian movies, they did not have microphones on set. They did not have microphones on set. Everybody spoke different languages while they were shooting. And then they had different actors come in way later during post-production and just like talk over all the characters because yeah. they didn't have fucking yeah. microphones on the set. Um, and that's how every giallo is. Uh, yeah, it's like... Well, that's the big thing is I think... That's kind of the point of reference of like the bad ADR doesn't ruin the movie because yeah. like any it doesn't help that the guy ADR like that is like the movie <laughs> yeah. doesn't yeah there's um, other issues that make it yeah, not yeah. Great, so <laughs> I think okay you said it, it's a movie that makes sense which I don't <laughs> know if I need to push back on. Push that back, specifically back, back, back. no 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 because i don't know that the movie no actually i think the movie doesn't make sense i <laughs> only because the... <laughs> listen <laughs> owen mentioned owen mentioned already that they whatever the fuck that means they edited it 2300 times or whatever oh, yeah. whatever that fucking means yeah it's really um, weird it's like, clearly 2300 edits like 
Yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but I know that I can see that in the final product because they're the the sequence of events and the way that things happen in this movie makes very little sense <laughs> to me. I think I think there are things. I mean, I pointed it out in my review, and this is like a nitpick, but it is like yeah. to me at least like such an obvious like that just is strange to me where like there's the scene where she literally is like i have to go to peru because i need to find answers and she is a wanted like fugitive like she is like her face is like plastered everywhere and like the <laughs> cops are looking for her and she's like i have to go to peru yeah, and she yeah, hops yeah. in a taxi and then we cut to her in the peruvian rainforest and i'm just like there's Kevin, yeah. a she lot wants has to AFK. Happen. It's an international airport. It's like, <laughs> I, yeah, sure. I like. <laughs> she's a wanted criminal. They don't like like. You don't just go to JFK and fly to Peru when you're well, a wanted see, criminal. Like, I think it's that. interesting that they <laughs> changed the era of this movie because right. If because it's it happens pre, right after 9-11. Pre-9-11, it makes a little more you sense. Not, that she you do able, not go to the airport it, two years after 9-11. After, you don't kidnap three girls, <laughs> go to the airport two years after 9-11, and then fly to Peru without oh. any issues and not even show it to us. But I, oh. I do think... And listen, like I that, get that that was probably cut. Like they, yeah, there's probably The movie's sure. two hours long. There's stuff that gets cut out. The movie clearly jumps between a bunch of things <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and and they chose to fucking cut her going to peru i'm just saying <laughs> from a story perspective that is a really confusing detail like i'm not saying it's confusing because i know that i know i can imagine what happened i can yeah, imagine yeah. that she did her stupid fucking like you know seeing the future and like figuring things out at the airport and like <laughs> figuring out how to bypass security really or whatever cool, like, like it, it might have cost too much but that would have yeah. been a really cool, like, set piece if she was, like, at the airport and she, like, sneaked through security using her, right. like... That would have been so cool. Yes. Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm i saying... I, I can, I, I'm smart. I'm smart enough to, to figure scenes. out how she... I'm smart enough to figure out how she could yeah, have yeah, done yeah. one thing and gotten to another place. So in that sense, it is not confusing. I think it is confusing from, like, a decisions perspective, like, how the beats of a story yeah. are supposed to go. And I think that, uh, like, in addition, the the way that those beats play out mm -hmm. and the way that conflict happens in this movie is so, like, not appealing to me. I'm not saying that it doesn't, like, that it can't work. I don't love the idea of, like, they are just on the run the entire like it's not really a, a superhero versus villain movie as much as it is like a person who just got their powers and has to con like constantly take people from one place to the next place <laughs> because somebody is trying to kill them movie yeah that's which an is origin like story sure and um, i'm like i'm aware yeah, of that yeah. i just think like from a conflict perspective it's very like boring to me because i mm -hmm. don't want to watch that thing happen and i don't want to like have her, i mean there's like she hits a guy with a car twice like that like she rides around in a stolen taxi the entire movie right <laughs> like like kinda, she kinda like cool. they're they go to one place they go to one place that they're like they're at a diner she sees the future she's like i'm gonna hit this guy with my car so that we can leave and then they go to another place because they ran away again because their whole yeah. movie they're running away and then she's like guess what 
I have a bigger fucking car this time and I'm going <laughs> to hit him with it again. Like, like the movie well. is just like people going from one place to the next. And that is the conflict. And it's like, how long can they run? And then eventually they don't have to run anymore because they, 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 you know what I mean? But, but like, it, it just doesn't like from a story beats perspective and the way that the story is laid out to you, it, that's what I mean when I say it makes no sense to me. Like, I'm not saying it's sure. confusing to follow and understand what is happening, but it is confusing to follow in the sense that this is not a script that works for me in any way whatsoever. <laughs> and, and, but I do agree with what Owen said previously, which is that if you take this exact cast, maybe even this exact director and you write a movie that makes sense with these characters, I might enjoy it. It, I just, I, I honestly, I, I just think possible. this. I think there probably was a version of this script that was better. Or yeah. if, if you're, because taking this movie as like at face value and being like, this is how they wrote it and this is how they shot it and this is how they planned to edit, like that is, I know that it's not what happened, right? But taking yeah. this as like, this is the script and this is the only script that has ever existed, I honestly think you need to few read rights and then we're golden i yeah. i think it's i think it's close it you know i you brought up the fact that like she's keeps hitting him with his car yeah. i really am interested in her power set but i think the fact that she doesn't have powers and she's utilized like i think there probably would have been like a cool, i think it's a couple, interesting a couple other creative ways they could have used it but i think like the fireworks and stuff like that and the fact that really she, like, cool. she's like bringing him to like the spot where like the things fall on him. Like, I just think there's interesting ways that like, and I feel like th this happened in the Marvel stuff where like it kind of started to feel like everyone had the same powers. Like yeah. everyone yeah. kind of felt like just duplicates of each other. And I think that this power set is like an interesting thing where like, one, you're showing things like in a visual medium, like you're using the medium to like play with the power set. And also it's like a narrative storytelling device. It's not a movie that I love, but I, I taught I saw a lot of people talk about Edge of Tomorrow and the fact of like right. resetting and like yes, yes, the sort of yes, like Groundhog yes. Day kind of thing. And it's just like a narrative device in her power set that's really yeah. interesting. And again, yeah, I don't think like Kevin said, I don't think the script is that great, but I do think there are elements of the script that I really like, like that whole thing. Yeah, um, I think there's a good story buried in this yeah, movie and I that think, would require you to make an entirely new story. And I think... <laughs> but I do think... I think you would have to make a I, whole new movie. And to remove the face value element, and I talked about earlier, I do think a lot of this was kind of mangled again in the whole, like, will they, won't they with the Spider-Man situation. Right. We really but, didn't... Yeah. What was say? I just the, the the other the only other thing I want to like kind of push back on sure, just because I don't just because I don't want I don't want people listening to and maybe you guys disagree but I the thing is is like we keep repeating that there's like clear studio interference and that it's kind of not the fault of the actors or the cinematographer or whoever like that to me does not exempt it in the sense that like i should be like i want to be upset that the studio interfered and yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. reason why i don't like the movie 
does that make sense? Because I feel like we keep like making excuses in the sense that like the studio interfered and this could have been a better movie if they didn't, but so, they did. So the thing with me, oh, like I want like, to like, you know what I mean? Like that's that I want to make that clear that like I'm upset that they did. And that's why like the movie is bad. But for me, when we say that, right, I'm like, that's what's stopping Madam Web from maybe being a great movie. Sure. <laughs> you know because you like it yeah which is great yeah, yeah, like... if they released a fucking director's cut of madam web like rating could go like hella up i like i but I, I don't know if like there was a really great version of this but i do think it's yes the studio interference is a lot of the reasons why this is lower for me um but i do think that like i said earlier there is less studio interference here sure. than yeah. the Marvel. So it's, so it's just a comparison thing. Where the problem, about, the, like, I think the problem is I do that think, Marvel, I do think, yeah, sure. With the Marvel stuff, like you're talking about studio interference in the sense that like the MCU has a particular way in which they make movies. Like they have a particular system about how they like push out this slop and it's like repeated over and over again. Yeah. But like the studio interference here is like what we see in the final product, which is just like, you know, it's cut to pieces and the script doesn't make, and like blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's to me, I'm not saying it's as bad as the MCU because I think that's like yeah. a problem that they can't fix, but I do think it's as bad in how it like, and like what we get out of it. Like it's still, like it's, it's bad in a different way, but it's still bad. Yeah, I agree. I think, it's tough because it's like I'm, I'm comparing things that I both think are bad. <laughs> I don't know yeah, it's like comparing that. garbage to trash. <laughs> I don't know. I listen. I I uh, pretty radical perspective on this film. I don't know. Right, it worked. Right. It, like it was like I was sitting no, there and it's just like I some of my sentimentalities. Weird. It just it clicked with. And obviously, like there's bad things about. It. I'm not going to sit here and talk about Madam Web. Is it, it should be talked about in the same vein as Spider Man Two. I'm not dumb, right? I'm not an idiot, right. let alone how, like, listen, you know, it's like, uh, but I think that some of the stuff, like, really good images in it. I think that, um, I think that some of the narrative beats were, I, I don't think, I'm not saying that they're great, but they, they work for me and I'm like, I'm engaged and I'm following. And then the performances is another thing that people talk about where it's like, oh, every line reading's terrible. Um, in the context of the full film, I, I, it's it's pretty easy for me to click in and be like, oh, this is just how the characters talk in this. This is just how it is in this universe. And it it didn't really bother me. I wasn't just like, oh, this is bad acting. And I was honestly, after the film, I was thinking about it. And I think that we kind of, a lot of people view um, um, cinema through a lens of like like the, bi the binary good and bad. And I was thinking about this like specifically right. with the performances where it's like, oh, a performance is a performance in a film is either good or it's bad. And it's like a flip that you switch on and off. And I think that like, there's a lot of gray area in that. And I think all of these performances, except for the villain, uh, land in a gray area for me uh, where it's like yeah. Sydney Sweeney in this, it is a truly transformative performance because she does not play um, Sydney Sweeney at all in this <laughs> in yeah. a, in a very interesting way. And uh, Dakota Johnson in this is like, 
you know, it's like playing to her strengths, like we said. And it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I don't know. Listen, I get the gray area part because I do think it's a gray area. But for me, it's like a gray area in the sense that, like, I don't think that the actors are at fault for the fact that the words that they have to say suck. Like, like that's just how yeah, I feel. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, sure. like, I'm like, the script I, sucks. And it's like not their problem that they, that they're working with a script that sucks like it's you don't there's nobody you put into this movie where i'm like yeah they did a good job because they can't i think it's funny they're like we did so many takes of this movie and they're like here's the best takes we got and it's like okay i yeah but again i don't think the acting is like the worst ever no i think dakota johnson's interesting in it i think adam scott's really good. good adam scott's good yeah, straight um, up. Which yeah. we didn't talk about him that much. Like he's and like, I, but he's just like a likable guy. But that's what I'm saying. But I think like he, <laughs> but I think um, again, it's weird that he plays. We didn't talk about this yet. It's weird that he plays young Uncle Ben. Yeah, yeah. I'm like that's stupid to me. Which, like I'm like that's to, another part of the script where I'm like this is fucking dumb. So <laughs> like, to me, is there's two things that make sense to me, and well, not make sense to me. There's two ways that this is in the movie, right? It's either just stupid shoehorning him in to be like, hey guys, Uncle Ben's in this movie. Or yeah. it there was a bigger fucking shit going on in the original version of the script. They cast Adam Scott and then they changed the movie, you know? Because it for me, it very feels like there was a there was a point in this movie, there was a point in the script and in the shooting, maybe, where Emma Roberts had a bigger role. Adam Scott had a bigger role. And instead of the vision being like, hey, I'm seeing these spider women kill me. I think he sees Spider-Man and then he's trying to kill the baby Spider-Man. Like he's trying to it's a totally different movie. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. I think the, yeah, the but... reason Uncle Ben is in this movie and the mom with the baby Peter Parker is that he would be going after that baby and then like i don't know how you know that's is like it not, but is I, it I feel not possible, like though that if they are trying to if, if they're like keeping in their back pocket that they can make a spider-man movie a, a, like a newer sony spider-man movie and this movie at least at the end of it makes it feel a whole lot like it is a prequel to something else is it not possible that they are just putting these characters in there because it would be connected yeah. to another Spider-Man movie in that's, the future that, that where like absolutely. this kid grows up? You know what I mean? Like, I think that's, I think that's like logically to that me. Makes sense to me too. So, yeah, with that makes the sense rumor to me that too. they shot scenes with a spider, like with a Peter Parker Spider-Man character, right? I think that the, what made me think is how it was probably used in the film was that I feel like Dakota Johnson had a that Dakota Johnson's Madame Web, Madame Web. Um, right. had a vision of Spider-Man and I was of some like seeing like the baby's future right um, as Spider-Man I think I think we lost Doug no whatever I didn't know what happened <laughs> no. in Madame Web and Doug's version <laughs> Madame Web Doug's version okay all right uh, try to explain for the, for, for the go listener all the way back go all the way yeah. back for, for the for the listener experience <laughs> Doug is experiencing some technical difficulties so we're trying to hear his entire thoughts on his madam web theory continue i was just saying that <laughs> if there was a version of this film right that yeah. included spider-man mm -hmm. um maybe 
the thing that makes the most sense to me would be that Madam Web sees a vision of uh, Emma Roberts' baby in the future as Spider-Man, as another Spider-Person, right? That is fighting her because Madam Web is a is like a you know a Spider-Man villain. Um, and I don't know why they would remove that. Again, it might, might not just might not have just worked in the edit, but that makes a lot of sense to me as something that would logically you would want to include. Yeah, um, my. No, what are you going to say, Alan? Well, I just think I personally don't. I'm not familiar. I know Madame Web is a villain and like she's an old lady and all that stuff. That's like yeah. the extent of my Madame Web knowledge. I think it's interesting for them. It makes sense for like we're going to sell a superhero movie to make her like sort of a hero in this movie. But I do think it's like, we, like, yeah, it's, I don't know. I think it would be interesting to like, she's good here and now she's like evil um but i like i do like i don't know it's a interesting like her character's kind of interesting to me because obviously like, when you're casting a young person as this like person who's old and setting it in like 2003 it feels like there's like they're wanting to build something it's i don't i doubt this movie gets a sequel because right. it's called the worst movie ever made and those movies don't get sequels Unless you're yeah. on Netflix. So, um, so the thing about the movie. But I feel like it is trying to set up a lot. Yeah. That, so my theory in terms of the movie getting a sequel, yeah. which I don't think it is. But Let's like, just do Madam what, Web theories. For what I think. No, no. But what I think, <laughs> what I think is like the most logical explanation mm -hmm. is that the movie jumped from the 90s or whatever it was set to to 2003 and mm -hmm. sets up the Peter Parker baby at the end of it. So that when he grows up, it could be in line Come with on. a present day Peter Parker if they were going to make new Spider-Man movies. And from their perspective, it makes sense marketing wise, because like you said, Madam Web is a character who people don't really know and is like a D tier or whatever, like character. Yeah. And so by connecting it to like a Spider-Man, that movie that they can make it makes the movie like it makes sense for them to make the movie <laughs> like that is my that that's what i think is the most yeah. logical like reason for well that's what it, to me the like the rumors and the way that it made sense in my head like it felt like it was in the 90s because they were like oh andrew garfield is how the timeline makes sense right and right. then they moved it up to the tom holland slash new guy era and it feels weird because they moved it around so much and then never ended up paying it off or will they, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, well, that's the thing. Like by putting the baby in there, like we don't, we don't know when saying, it's it going to be connected. Like, it's like, it's, it's a weird, there's a lot of weird stuff in the movie because it's like set up for payoff that feels like was in the movie at one point and now pushed to a possible other movie that we're not going to get. Right. Final final Madam Web theory question for you guys. Not theory. Yeah, this yeah, actually yeah. is not theory. No, no, theory. Is theory Ma drop theories on this. Is Madam is Madam Web a 9-11 movie? Yeah. New yeah. York City. New York City. First responder. Trauma. Traumatic. Which I think it makes sense that it's set in 2003. Like yeah. in the like in the text of the film, it makes sense. Which like I think it's funny that it was original. I don't know if they changed things because like it makes I think a lot of this probably was stuck in the script at the beginning. So it makes sense they jumped 
from the 90s to the 2000s, early 2000s. Right. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of, I think anytime you're making a movie in New York where like shit is going wrong, yeah, it's an post 9 11, like yeah. you have to take 9 yeah. 11 in account. Um, I do think obviously when you're thinking about that stuff, obviously when the Peru stuff happens, like it's like, oh, probably should have thought about that a little more. But I do yeah, think, like, yeah, I do think, strange, I do strange think outsider is, who's not from America. But that is a big villain. thing that, again, we're talking <laughs> about this movie will always exist in the kind of next door neighborhood of the Marvel MCU shit. And this movie feels like I, it was shot in like Boston or like a bunch of places, but I know it was shot in Boston. But this movie feels like, um, new, not New York technically, but like. It feels like it was shot in a real fucking city. Like it exists. Like these characters exist in cities. There's a scene where it's not on the volume. Yeah. There's a scene where fucking Dakota Johnson is like, "Can I climb walls?" And she like slides. Yeah, yeah like, that was pretty funny. Actually, it's, it's, <laughs> really it, funny. but it's like it feels like those like earlier superhero movies, but like they exist in the real world. You know, even the new um, origin story movies that they be making don't like they're not tangible they don't feel like that guy exists in like the next city over this movie i think the best compliment i can give it is that it's shot really well and it feels like it was like it exists in like like the earth and i like it's fucking like (laughs) i don't know like like the fact that they actually shot like i know i'm sure they shot they shoot on location here and there for the fucking mcu movies but there's a like a good this this is really shot on location shot on location. Oh, oh I was just gonna say like uh they 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 do not shoot on location for any of the new MCU movies at all yeah. like a hundred percent. I was I like, I I knew most of it. No, I was I wasn't sure like the percentage, which I think is I, I but I was like that's like I don't know like what the fuck. Um, I think it's funny Dakota Johnson. I I love I think this movie is so fun to talk about. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna drag this on forever. Yeah. Um, Dakota Johnson. I think it was funny in her interview. She was like, "The blue screen shit. I hate it." And it was funny. She was talking about like her experience. And obviously, like, there's parts of this movie that had to be shot on like a, a blue screen, whatever. But I think it's funny, like, how she's talking about like how she thinks it's psychotic to shoot on blue screen, like how she hates it as an actor. And there's so much of this movie compared to the MCU stuff that is shot on location. Now, like more like i don't know she it's just funny for her like to talk about it like that and be like i can't imagine doing that Um, and yeah and she's like talking about like i I, i'm sure it's a higher percentage than i think um but the point blank end of the line there they went out and shot this movie and it felt like um the actors were on the same set that in the same day yeah. And they were, you know, shooting together, and it was on a real fucking dirt. You know, they they were on the earth together at the same time, and the camera was a couple feet away. And it, so, as are you just talking I, about like AI movies now? Are you? No, we're gonna like this is spiraling no, into like a real well, political because no, that would like, take way too much time, and especially I with, think like, the events of the past couple days. <laughs> many people are calling Madam Web the worst movie ever made and i think that this movie is closer to a quote-unquote real fucking movie than like any of the new mc okay so i was just about to i was just about to ask if you can do this owen but i don't i don't know that you're 
memory is strong enough. I wasn't, I, I can't do it with Doug because he rated Madam Web quite high. So it's a little bit different. But I, I was going to ask if I could throw out MCU movies and you can tell me if you'd pick Madam Web or the MCU movie. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it, okay. Do it. okay. We'll start with like some, like maybe universally bad ones. Uh, Thor the Dark World. You're taking. Um, I haven't seen this movie since it came out. I'm going to take Madam Web just because of that. But I'm actually interested in those early Thor movies, especially the ones Kenny B directed. Not right. this one didn't get directed by Kenny B, so I'm going to easily say Madam Web. But yeah. I think the fact that because the early MCU movies kind of have a benefit of being like they weren't totally in the machine yet. It's still like they're probably not good. Um, but the fact that Kenny B made a movie pre the total shit era, it's probably all right. So, wait, right. so speaking about the machine, I'm so sorry, I'm cutting off Kevin. But speaking of the machine, <laughs> um, are you so there's this book, um, I forgot it's written by a couple people, but it's like this big totem. It's a, basically like a Bible. Tell it's the whole history of the MCU. Um, in like and, a positive uh, light. It's it's like in like an objective light. It's like obviously the people that wrote it like like the movies, right? Okay. But it's like it's like it's like a whole history of the MCU. It's like uh this like this giant book that came out a few months ago. Um yeah. and something that the book talks about is how for the first like bunch of movies, all of the stuff, everything was accidental. Everything was an accident. Where um and, like all the way through like the first Avengers movie, like yeah. there was the the Thanos tease at the end. There was no intention yeah, for them yeah. at the time to actually make Thanos a villain. Mm -hmm. It was just like it was just like a like an Easter egg for fans of comic books, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like, and now Kevin Feige goes on sabbaticals in like Hawaii <laughs> and plans the next ten years of movies. Yeah, and then it's like like poaches like indie filmmakers and makes them like bleed. Yeah, it's so, so like cool. there is like a definitive difference between how things were done early yeah. on so and like, i feel yeah. it i i mean i don't go back to watch those movies but they made like three iron man movies before the fucking shit happened like yeah so like it's like there's a clear for me personally i don't have enough connection or care or really like need to go back and revisit some of those early ones but i would say like on is just a fucking level of me understanding the way that these things work i think those earlier ones if any of like it's uh, the, i feel like the mcu issue probably started at a certain point and then really has continued on and but yeah so i would say madam web over thor the dark world um but yeah and on the wasp quantumania i i would take uh madam web okay. which is a thing with with so with thor not thor uh ant-man i remember watching that movie and just being bored, but also not getting anything out of it. And just really, yeah. I think I left that early too, or something. I don't know if I fell asleep or whatever. But You fell asleep, I remember. <laughs> uh, something like that. But with Madam Web, and for me, I don't know, a lot, everyone like takes film differently and whatever. Um, for me, I'm not really in a position or interest in watching a movie and being like, this movie has to be perfect. Uh, I don't really care. Um, and a lot of this may come from me being a filmmaker and like making films. But when I'm watching films, it's like, what can I gain from this and like pull out of it and put in my pocket? Or like, right. what is interesting to me that I can like find from this? 
or what is just interesting to me to think about. And Madam Web to me is interesting to think about, whereas Ant-Man and the Quantumania has zero, there's just nothing for me there. Right. Eternals. Uh, I take this too. I, I don't, mm-hmm. I, I remember watching Eternals in, in Texas because I was, I was with my, I was on a road trip and okay. we looped back around in Texas. Um, and I was there for Thanksgiving and I was with some family and they were like, you want to see the new Marvel movie? And I was <laughs> like, ah, sure. Like, I, I didn't want to say like, no. I didn't, I, you know, they were like, they wanted to, they were trying to make, uh, you know, whatever. So I, I saw right. that with them and I, I really didn't like that movie. <laughs> okay. Few, few more. Uh, I don't know if you remember this one. Captain America, the first Avenger, first Captain America movie. Um, again, a lot of these like are, I've haven't seen in a while. Um, so it's like, it's hard for me to be like, uh, I'd probably go Madam Web just because I think Madam Web, I'm very fascinated by movies that exist. Um, because sometimes more than like actually watching them, but the fact that movies are made and they exist in like the fucking, I, that like, I don't know the, and the galaxy that these exist in these things are made. And I, I, maybe I'd like that Captain America movie a little more. It might be a little more entertaining to me, but I think the fact that Madam Web, it may be not, I haven't, you know, again, I haven't (laughs) seen it in forever, but maybe but I think Madam Web will ultimately be more interesting. Okay, wrap the fi- final three movies. These yeah, are like heavy hitters. These are this, like heavy hitters. This, this S- Spider Man No Way Home. This is better. Okay, uh, Thor Ragnarok. Oh, I, I hate Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. That movie, yes, <laughs> that movie sucks. All right, last last one. Avengers Endgame. Yeah, this one. I think Endgame is like <laughs> I think Endgame is like bottom of the barrel. I think Endgame is one of the worst ones too. I think Endgame is the ultimate version. Like if that is that is that is when they like reached maximum like machine. Okay. And what it, if I can I can I just flip it on you this way then? Are, <laughs> can you name like the MCU movie that you would take above this? <laughs> like, uh, what, I mean, what yeah, I think Doctor Strange. Uh, I do like Doctor Strange. The uh, the multiverse of madness. The Raimi right. one a little more. That's not a movie I. I agree. Necessarily would go out and say I like the movie either. I just do I think it like is a Wanda. little better, or I, I think Doctor Strange is an interesting character. Um, and I don't think it's yeah. Again, I don't think it's really terribly good either. Do you? But you I said think a, there's you said some cool stuff sucks. Do you think Infinity War is at the bottom of the barrel as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, but I don't really like any of them. So yeah, no, but that's I mean, the thing I, is, well, I yeah, like. I, um, I, I think the first. I'd take a. The first Guardians in the the first two Guardians over this one. Would you take Black Panther? Uh, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know Doug doesn't like it. I, I don't know. Black Panther is my favorite, but that's like I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. It's but like, it, that's like what five movies? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like. And, I also Black Panther is probably better. It's just right. I, yeah. I don't know. It's, no, yeah. I, I, so I, I would say this is like. This is in like the top five Marvel movies that have come out in the past, uh, whatever many years. Yeah, five um, years, ten years. It's All weird, years. Uh, but yeah, I think it's it's really a kind of gross assessment of the superhero climate that we like live in because we get 
like three of these a year minimum. Um, there's going to be a Deadpool movie that comes out later this year that is getting raves on that trailer. That movie is going to be worse than this movie. Like I will bet you yeah. all my money that that Deadpool movie directed I, by Sean I, Levy. I, I don't know if I can watch that one. I'm going to be that honest. Deadpool I haven't seen that by Sean Levy <laughs> is going to be worse than Madam Web. And that's not what the fucking internet's going to tell you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The internet's um, going to love that fucking movie. It will be worse than Madam Web. Um, because, and actually, we talked about the uh, location shit. That movie, there's there's there is stuff shot on location on that movie. It looks still like the volume though, because they <laughs> both fucking know how to they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, right? they don't know how to light they're like human beings. They're like, oh shit, fuck. They hate that we're shooting on the volume. Let's shoot on this fucking flat thing with the big 21st century fox logo, and they're shooting it in this this really bad way that it still fucking looks like a green screen so it, it just still looks bad um so they don't really know what they're doing over there um that movie is going to be horrible um the next marvel movie is going to be horrible the fantastic yeah. four movie if that ever comes out it's gonna okay. be bad like let's we're in a bad we, fucking we, situation here madam web is my favorite comic book movie since the batman okay that, that, well, that, wasn't, that, that wasn't that long ago. But, <laughs> yeah, that's like two movies. But um, that's kind of a somewhat good transition into news if we're done talking about Madam Web. Well, you yeah, sure. I mean, Let me say one more thing. Sure. I do think it's interesting that, like I said, I do think the Sony stuff is more interesting. And I think it, to tie this all around to the superhero stuff, the fact that DC was kind of doing this a little just with like their popular characters well they were like making movies and it was and they were just like actually making movies um yeah. with popular characters and they were just received negatively and now they're probably going to be more like the machine because of that and it's we just live in such a weird time where like actual movie making is like not really required to be received as a good movie right. yeah and that leads to madam webb being the worst movie ever made yeah um okay segue we could wrap up madam webb there we're gonna talk about really the news <laughs> like uh yeah he kind of did um you know usual stuff uh share your feedback like comment and subscribe on youtube rate the episode on spotify and apple podcasts right. follow our twitter our instagram our tiktok join the discord if you want to complain some hate that we like adam web too much yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh and like i said uh segue into the news or first bit of news is obviously the big superhero news we don't have to talk about it for too long because we just oh. superheroes for over an hour but um, Fantastic Four is My set to God. arrive in July of 2025, and we have the confirmed cast, which will be Vanessa Kirby, Pedro Pascal, Joseph Quinn, and Ivan Moss Backrack. Uh, how do you guys feel about the people in the movie? We don't have to talk about whether the movie is going to be good, but I like, <laughs> just, just the casting. I like um, these. I mean, I'm a big Vanessa Kirby fan. Uh, yeah, as an actress, uh, I I like Pedro Pascal in stuff. I, I think he's well. a good actor. Whatever. I don't own doesn't. But um, I'm I'm mostly least excited for Joseph Quinn. If I could be honest, I I get that this is probably bound to happen because of his like 
more recent roles and the fact that he's like a young up and comer, like it makes sense that he would be put in something like this and is going to kind of like transition into having uh, a bit of time in the spotlight and will probably be like a, you know, like a, a regular guy. And I don't think he's like a bad actor. I just like, that's the least exciting name of this bunch by far to me. Like I think with Eben, I think that's like, genuinely really cool because i've only yeah. seen him in like the bear really and i think he's my favorite part of that show by far and i'm like this is like a seemingly really cool guy like real like dude who i really like he's I would the guy like it if he be, got more famous yeah he's the guy to be most excited for because yeah, um, sure. this is like the biggest thing that he could probably get you know um yeah um, vanessa kirby was in a mission impossible movie this year and yeah. uh pedro pascal was like in the biggest tv show of the year last year so yeah. it's like Marvel does this thing that both the Sony verse bitches and DC didn't do or don't do is even though, I mean, these names are relatively big, right? But Marvel likes to cast people when they're like 80, 85% on the hill, right? They're almost at the peak of their thing. So they can get mm -hmm. them a little cheaper, but it's like, these people are these actors are going to be huge right yeah. Yeah, but they're yeah. not casting you know the uh the big big a-list names because those cost more but they're going to cast like the b plus names and they're going to become a plus names because of this superhero movie right b or plus a yeah. is a really good way to put it i think that uh, pedro pascal is a b plus celebrity um, That's and a, yeah. well, i think i think pedro pascal is reasonably more famous than the other three people in this yeah sure, like, sure. like a good deal but i think he's on that like he's like really steeping close and he's gonna, to being gonna, like an a-list it's gonna be a know. fucking home run like he's going to be one of the biggest names in Hollywood when that yeah, for sure. Fantastic Four movie come out. So they do a I good think it, job I think it's that. kind of inevitable that he will be. But. Oh, no, no, for sure. And that's, they're they're catching him on this. Like, he's the most expensive person here. But, like, yeah. when you're talking about the rest of the cast, they're also, like, they all have that kind of quality to them. And I do, like, I think that's smart. But I also think it's kind of, like, the, like, gritty, like, evilness of the Marvel stuff where it's, like, the, the the directors they get are like hey these guys won some awards for some movies and no one ever heard let's fucking you know they're yeah, on the up let's, like, let's, let's ruin their career they're on the up we can afford to pay them a little less and they're gonna we, like it's like they're it's like buying fucking trajectory yeah um i again i do think uh eben um i haven't seen him in anything but i just had like a kind of physicality person thing i great think vibe a, yeah, no, i mean he has one of the yeah no he's the I, most listen, interesting i know you guys person. aren't gonna watch the bear but like he yeah. genuinely is like such a no, like like i mean i've like, seen i've the seen show you're like oh this guy is awesome <laughs> and out of this four if i was casting a fantastic four this would not be my four but if i had to pick one of these guys to be in my to, to, like yeah if i was making yeah. fantastic four i get three people and I had to pick one of these four, it would be him. I think he is yeah. pretty interesting. Um, yeah. but I, no, but I, I think yeah. you raise a good point about like the because listen, we're done talking about Madam Webb. I'm not gonna like yeah. drag it on too much, but I do think I do think like in terms of like the landscape of like or like the the scope of their careers, mm -hmm. like it's it's definitely like an issue worth discussing because for example, like with Madam Webb, then we get the people who are tweeting like 
has Dakota Johnson ever been a good actress? Like, has she ever like acted well? And it's like, yes, she has. Um, but not, but like when you see people in movies like these, and like I said before about like where the script, like really makes it hard to act well in these, which will, you know, I'm not saying that'll be the case for fantastic four, but it's definitely a possibility. Like when, when people see them in the biggest roles of their careers, and they do something like this. They're like, oh, that person's a shit actor. And like, yeah. I don't care about watching more stuff well, that they're in. And that and I, sucks. <laughs> like, and the comparison, I guess I was originally making that I kind of forgot I was saying. Um, but with the, the Marvel, and they cast them on like the B plus end, DC and the Sony people, I would say, I mean, the Dakota Johnsons of the world, like, I, I would say she's probably B plus as well. But um, Sony and Sony can't afford the stuff that DC can. But they are basically going out to get like the biggest names they can, you know. Yeah. Like yeah, no, the lot of selling of Madame Web and Morbius and even Venom to an extent is like, hey, look at this name in this movie, right? Or it's like a different thing with Marvel, and you you can, and it, it paid off for the Marvel in the beginning, and now they have the luxury of being like, we have this huge brand. Um, but yeah, I do think it's interesting. I think the Fantastic Four is a really like that's a strong IP in terms of like yeah. what Marvel's been able to do with their like lesser IPs. This is a big hitter. And as like someone who like, if you had to direct any superhero movie ever, like that's on the top of the list of like cool fucking superheroes to direct. I, I um, agree. Which I shame. agree. It's such a shame for me <laughs> because it's like, I have no ounce of excitement in my body for this movie. Yeah. And I, these characters on a fucking the art that they posted cool as hell. Looked cool. I don't know. Yeah. But it's like, I'm not going to get excited uh, for it. That's, like, that's no. what I'm saying. What I said earlier in the fucking, this fucking podcast is that one, even though I didn't like Madam Web, I am more fucking, I believe in the Sony universe more than anything the MCU can bring. And they have characters like the Fantastic Four. And that's, that's kind of sad. I just I yeah. do think that is. Yeah. Um, next piece of news kind of paired two together because they're both pieces of Ridley Scott news, which I knew you guys would be more excited yeah. about than, than Fantastic Four. Um, first up, Ridley Scott is set to direct a Bee Gees movie. Uh-huh. And second up, le- smaller piece of news, but exciting, uh, is that early footage from Gladiator 2 has reportedly blown execs away at Paramount. Yeah. Um, so Oscar Gladiator 2. Oscar yeah, more run? Gladiator 2. Oscar listen, run? <laughs> listen, if best Paul director Russell, Ridley. Oh, I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, if there's any movie that's gonna get that. Ridley Scott, that it's gonna be Gladiator too. Imagine yeah. him going up there. No, Old that'd be. Bugger. I think I could see. I could see an, a Ridley Scott Best Director nomination. I don't think I could see him winning, but I, I mean, I it depends. Definitely. I mean, the movie's not out yet. It depends. No, on no, no. The, I know. Yeah. No, I know. But it's the same. Oh, it's yeah, the same year. Year. It's it's year year. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think early, 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 early predictions. It'd be really cool to see that. It'd be um, cool if that was the it, listen. There's going to be a lot more movies that come out, and there'll be different names in the conversation. But if it ends up it being might, a race between like Ridley Scott and Denis, that would be a pretty cool best director race. Yeah, uh, um, fucking he should wipe. Uh, well, yeah, sure, but you know what but I mean. I'm I. This is kind of off topic, and we can get really in like ten seconds. But every time I think about the movies that are fucking coming out this year, I'm like, this might be the most like me. I'm like, we're back. Like this is about to be the greatest year of all time. Yeah, movies yeah, yeah, ever yeah. like every fucking movie that I'm thinking about that comes out this year is like oh this could be the fucking greatest movie ever. Yeah, no, I'm and very excited like, for a lot of movies. It's crazy. Which is insane. crazy because we just had a year of 
like very good notable directors very making good. like like you know real mm-hmm. like directors mm-hmm. that we care about all putting out movies in the same yep. year and yet i'm still really it excited like this for a lot of better. what's happening this year i'm like we're just uh, getting yeah i think obviously like, it depends on your your taste and who you care about more but for yeah. me i feel like this is so huge yeah um but yeah so for ridley we had the the bg's movie right that's what we're yeah. talking about yeah yeah uh, i talked uh, about this a little on tiktok and my fucking perspective is basically like i'm sure this will be fine i'm sure this will be good but you just don't want to see this i this is this is thing and i said this it's like ridley scott is what 84 yeah way not, too old not a lot too old. Not 84 a lot right so uh when he announced when they announced bomb uh i was like holy shit like this sounds awesome right and he's 84, right? So there's not too many more. It's not too like who knows? He could fucking yeah. live for another 10 years. He I don't could know. live forever. He yeah. could just live forever. Yeah. That's not normally how things go, right? Yeah. So when it's announced that he's gonna make a Bee Gees movie, it's more or less like a I guess I said this in my video. I said this is like a selfish thing for me, where it's like I want him to be spending his last days making movies that I care about. I get that. But I'm sure, again, I'm sure this movie will be good. I heard, I, there was some report of like, this is a movie that they want to make soon. So, and it also, he's like in talks. So he could, this movie just could never happen. And, or he could make this movie like soon, very soon. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, the only thing I will say is that I saw you mention when you were talking about it that you have not listened to a single BG song more than once, which is What's I don't like? I don't believe that. I don't believe that you've only heard staying alive once in your life. I just there's just uh, no way. I meant like I meant like <laughs> okay. I don't know what I phrased it as, but I'm like <laughs> I kind of was like I've heard some of them songs, but it's like guess like the B I'm not playing the BGs like every other day. You no, know? Yeah, like, fair enough. No, I, I don't know the last time I've like, you said... went on Spotify and like clicked a BG song. So it's yeah. like the thing is like I don't know what artist what if he I was mean, doing a yeet a yeet movie? <laughs> I'm so <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, I don't think there's a musical artist where I'm like the oh, Ken I'm Carson really, biopic yeah, by I'm, Ridley like, Scott. I'm really happy Ridley Scott is making this. But yeah. at the end of the day, if this is a movie that he really cares about like then more power to it. him and i'm sure it will be really great because he's somehow at 84 in the the way and the quickness he's able to make movies he is putting them out like with the best of them so i'm yeah. sure this will be good it's again from a selfish perspective it's like ridley we, we're, we're working with like right. we're, share, we're working with shared time here right this yeah. is we're not we're not supposed to be alive this old right <laughs> so the, all the True. time we have here <laughs> is like extra really yeah so let's use these and the fact that he is working and the fact that he wants to work is like the biggest gift of all and he doesn't have to be he could fucking ride off in the sunset and be totally fine so the fact that he's even making movies is the coolest thing ever um but personally again i would just i really want to see bomb if bomb gets made and and we get a really cool actor i'll be set but uh This movie movie probably good. I'll probably like give it four stars. Who fucking knows? I don't know. <laughs> it's like I feel um, negative about it, but it's like I don't know. Yeah. I think I I think it makes sense in my head. 
Austin Butler <laughs> casting news. Austin Butler I'm on his road to stardom. Two pieces of Austin Butler casting news. He's in talks for a role in Ari Aster's next film, Eddington. And he is also being eyed to star in a new thriller directed by Darren Aronofsky. We're back, guys. Yeah. We're so back. Thank We're God so he, they didn't make this is also this is also torch. coming. This is also <laughs> coming off of the Dune two reactions in which they're like he's the goat. <laughs> Butler steals the show and yeah. is like a generational villain. Um, I checked the sources on all of those quotes that whatever like, account posted that they were all that. fake fucking yeah. those are not real critics right. but yeah well, I, but, no, but let's like people who watch the movie at least yeah, yeah, I, yeah, said yeah. This, I said this on Twitter I was like all these dune reactions like go in one yeah, way or the other like, because like who are these fucking people <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know they don't mean but that, that's, that's the fine. thing is like it's they cool don't they don't mean anything like, in terms of like them being critics but they do mean something in terms of like I wish I had more people enjoyed it and I'm a more, person I wish there was more critics where I'm like anything they say matters like in the lead like like least bit like where I'm like oh that's an interesting like this we have to start getting invited to these premieres <laughs> this, this is what just happened. We well, I'm just saying, like, to a point where, like, not even that it was like it ma- makes like it changes my day at all. But I would, I wish I would just like know a guy like, on the internet that I yeah. follow, and I'm like, oh, he said this like... about Dune, like that early, and like, oh, that's interesting. That actually, like, I'm excited, maybe a little more or whatever. I'm, oh, I, I can't. Well, like, even none if, of like, these words, Joe or Sydney, none of these we're getting words in. mean I'm, like, anything to me. A vibe well, that's, for if, their if taste. Yeah, like, exactly. If Sydney yeah. is you're like again i have no buy like someone sent i think it was movie review man 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 in our fantasy football group chat and he sent a fucking dune 2 thing and i clicked on it and i found this guy's letterbox and i found his fucking skinnamarink review and i said these (laughs) these boys these fucking words are no bro these yeah yeah no that's fair most pretentious shit i've seen in years (laughs) i was like yeah but Austin Butler in an Ari Aster movie and a Darren Aronofsky movie. Yeah, no, that rocks. Exciting. Shout out Austin yeah, Butler. Back to this um, stuff. I'm so yeah. excited for um uh this movie. Well, Sorry, Aster movie. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, Ari Aster movie is gonna be good. Darren Aronofsky movie, I'll be skeptical, but Austin Butler is a good person. I don't know. Like the thing is, is like I like what if Brandon I'm more Fraser, excited for the so, like, that's okay. That's okay. I mean he's it's a, it's even, a Darren Aronofsky thriller. Good thriller. You haven't you've never seen one? One. You mean Black like, Swan? No, I'm. Sa- I, I said <laughs> what's yeah. one? I said one as in like one of his movies. Oh, yeah, I what else did he do? One. He did no. Have you seen Noah? Now, why is that the one you jumped to? Out of the, you said Black Swan, I, and then you went to Noah. I think <laughs> my dad. I think my dad's seen Noah, but I don't think I've seen Noah. Oh, probably. That's, that's really. Funny. Oh, I think I'm, also, I'm, are I'm, we gonna seen an Aronofsky? Are we gonna talk about? Dune stuff on this podcast. Um, I, I, I was not including Dune. Okay. Stuff I think we should talk like about a... it in the episode. Okay. Yeah. Um. I was um, just wondering if we were gonna talk because it is. I I think now it is like thoroughly crossed into yeah, just being I, used. I, yeah. I, yeah. No, but, but I I, 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 I'd, 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 I'd say we just leave it out okay, for okay. now. I, will, I think it will be a big topic we, of discussion. The people who know well. the people who know what you're hinting at know. Yeah, what you're yeah. Yeah, and the people who don't. And the people who know what they're hinting at. Um. Yeah. Uh, next piece of news <laughs> is next piece of news. Speaking of hints, this is what we hinted at at the beginning of the episode. Oh yeah. Sam Rockwell, oh, yeah. Haley Lou Richardson, oh, Michael Pena, Zazie yeah. Beetz, and Juno Temple to star in Gore Verbinski's "Good Luck, Have Fun, Don't Die." The film centers on a man from the future who must recruit a precise combination of people to save the world from the terminal threat of a rogue artificial intelligence. He's back. 
Also, it's been eight years, correct? Eight fucking years. They did yeah. this. Uh, they made he made a cure for wellness in 2016, and then he went fucking ghost. <laughs> yeah. Then they yeah. locked him the fuck up. <laughs> they fucking yeah, threw they the key away. Him. Yeah, and yeah. I fucking we talked about this on the Argyle podcast where it's like I haven't seen Sam Rockwell in anything, but I like yeah. him. <laughs> now you get like, to see him like, oh, also cool. Like I think Haley Lou Richardson, if, if one was of in my a, favorite. If people. he was in a movie I liked, yeah, she's good as well. She's in um I, like split. She fucked. Is it? Um, is it? Did you say Zazie Beats too, or did I? Zazie Beats is in it as well. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. Michael Pena, cool. Juno Temple. Yeah, who yeah, I, yeah. I, I, you know, listen, you guys. You, can, you guys will never watch Ted Lasso in your lives. I think Juno Temple is so likable. I think she fucking rocks. I don't know what like her role in this would be, but whatever. I, I, yeah, I think she's awesome. Yeah, no, um, but like, this is a cool uh, cast. From, cool ass, sorry. cool ass cast. Uh, the premise, especially coming out like now, being is sick. Like fucking Gordon Verbinski's coming out of the ashes to defeat AI. Uh, here yeah. we go. Uh, I don't know. This is like the best birthday present ever. Let's yeah. go, Gordon Verbinski. <laughs> we're back. Not to mention, to, piggy, to piggyback off that, our next piece of news is also good cast in a movie directed by somebody that Owen likes. Ewan McGregor and Anne Hathaway to oh. star in a new <laughs> untitled film from David yes. Robert Mitchell. The All dinosaur movie. Are we talking, bro? Anne is- Hathaway and Ewan McGregor in David Roger- Robert Mitchell dinosaur is movie? Is this the dinosaur movie? Because I don't. This is it. Okay. Yeah. So okay. it was announced a while back. It was like, Anne Hathaway, David Robert Mitchell are making a dinosaur movie. And then fucking crickets for like ever. And then it was like, it follows two. And then it was like, yeah. we're never getting that dinosaur movie. And then boom, Ewan fucking McGregor. So this movie, like rest in fucking piss, Jurassic World. Like this movie's about to rip. Um, Listen, super happy. If... If we get a good dinosaur movie, I will be insufferable. I'll be so. Happy. Oh, this! I mean, this movie is going to be so I'm good. the world's and foremost it, it movie gonna be, podcaster. In, I can dinosaurs happening. <laughs> um, you know how like when not to maybe the sixth sense. Well, sort of. Um, lay you know, stay with me for a second. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like when Avatar: The Way of Water came out. Start dog saying hello, <laughs> and it was like. Damn, they did water so good. And then, like, the fucking next water movie from your Ram Shido movie company came out, and they're like, everyone like looked at it like differently, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just like maybe it's different, right? But like, if this movie is as good as I think it will be good, like, as good as I think it will be, I just think like there's no way anyone's going to see the next Jurassic World movie and give two shits, right? Yeah. Yeah, There's yeah, just yeah. no way, like, because the the thing with Jurassic World is like, is this like it's a cool dinosaur thing, and there was no other dinosaur content, right? But if you just add one good dinosaur movie, it's wraps because that's the, they have nothing, they have nothing to their name besides like, yo, wait, wait. what if his what if his dinosaur movie is like like the scientifically accurate dinosaurs, and they're like big chicken. Stop. <laughs> i would love that so, so much. they awesome. tried to do that they tried to do that a little bit in the newest jurassic world movie which like they kind of <laughs> failed miserably at because and listen i'm not gonna be a fucking nerd on our movie podcast no, 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 about no, no, dinosaurs no, no. but please, i but please, i took please. i i i happen to be a person who took a dinosaur class in college because i have a special interest in dinosaurs and i think they're really cool um right. 
and uh yeah they they didn't do it very well in jurassic world that's all i'll say about that they they um they, you can't just put feathers on a dinosaur and then uh tell us that you made accurate dinosaurs that's not how that works um, i kind of so um this is super super nerdy but i really um i want them to go back and people are going to call me fucking sacrilegious for saying this i want there to be like an edit of the tree of life where they go back and they redo all the CG for the dinosaurs and make yeah. them like accurate. <laughs> like, Look at like, George Lucas, those fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> That's like yeah. the only. I like. Wait, I think. That is it really time? Cool. There's dinosaurs in the Tree of Life. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. You haven't seen it. Yeah. No, a, but I got. I got. This, fucking, I got this dinosaur bad boy fucking right here. Stomps on Brad Pitt's house. It's fucking crazy. I'm yeah. just wait. I'm just waiting to pop it in. No, yeah, there's dinosaurs in the Tree of Life. Brother yeah, yeah. Well, if you told me that, I would have popped it in earlier. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. This is kind of like, like a bad way to sell the Tree of Life. No, yeah, I mean, I know that there's more of the movie. I'm going like, to be I've honest. Malick movies, you shouldn't go but... into it for dinosaurs. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, obviously I'm, obviously, I'm just kidding around. There's, there's <laughs> I, I was going to I was going to watch it soon anyway. Imagine. Like, on that, but... Like, where the fucking dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> they show up kind of. Um, they're in the movie, yes. But it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like. I don't give a fuck about Brad Pitt's kid. Where are the dinosaurs? Like, yeah, like... Right. Um, okay. Next piece of news. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen and Charles Melton to star in Todd Salanz's Love Child. The film centers on a woman stuck in a loveless marriage, but when a handsome stranger appears, her 11-year-old son hatches a plan to get rid of his father. Can we get Owen to play the 11-year-old the 11-year-old <laughs> yeah. son? How many... You know what I think we have a serious problem with? Charles Melton. Too many... Too many Todds in Hollywood. I think there's too many Todds. Do they? They're all Todd Field is gone, so we can scratch him off. Right, but I've just never met a Todd in real life, and yet there are multiple Todds in Hollywood. Just a lot. You've never met a Todd in real life before? No, I don't think so. With it in Hollywood, I don't think I don't think I know a a lot of friends. They're all they're all in Hollywood. I just don't think I know a Todd. Anyway, do you guys like do you guys like Todd Salons? I haven't seen any of his movies, but I want to watch that movie. I don't know my name. I don't know who the fuck that is. Oh really? Oh, he's the he's the guy that made Happiness that like Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he makes a lot of like movies. Yeah, I haven't seen any of his movies, but apparently they're all a little bit strange and uh, good. Oh, apparently. from the quirked up like mind that. of that guy. Right. Well, not like that. He's like has an actual quirked up uh, mind, not like a not like a quirked up. Um, remember kevin when you texted in our group chat last night and we're like can we make this like a 60 minute episode if possible yeah you know <laughs> no but i said that because i'm good on the movies so but that's okay we, i have i have two more quick pieces i'm seeing perfect days um which i'm very excited about new van Bender's movie um christopher nolan says he would love to make me, a horror dog. film yeah, he's, just talking. he's looking for an exceptional idea for yeah. horror. It's never gonna happen. He's looking yeah, for he's an exceptional just, idea he's just, he just shit talking bro he's not doing yeah. he's not doing uh, that he should It'd be the best movie he's ever made. Wow. It'd be cool. Um, but just, it's like, yeah. he's just yapping. He, he literally made a horror movie this year. He also said he would make a Star Wars movie. He's just yapping. Right, like, yeah. Like, I didn't think it was really a piece of news, but I didn't uh, know if he, if he was really a baller, it. he would make the next Sony fucking superhero movie. So. He would make El Morte. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. <laughs> Whatever that was. <laughs> he would make <laughs> Madam Web 2. Uh, last piece of news. This is fucking stupid. I don't even know why I put this in here, actually. <laughs> What? I think I put it in here because I saw people like 
I saw people like memeing it on Twitter and I thought the jokes were pretty funny. Um, but Barry Keegan to star in a <laughs> film from Johan Rank about the final days of a Saddam Hussein. And he's set to play the American soldier tasked with guarding him. Uh, he should have paid. People, I saw people game. making the jokes about him playing Saddam Hussein and I was like, this is kind of <laughs> That would have been so crazy. What's going on like with Barry Keegan? Saltburn. He wasn't thick and like then, And then... I don't, yeah, listen, I don't want to see a movie about this. Never mind, do I want to see Barry Keegan playing <laughs> the American soldier that is I was so, like, I just pro don't really... Barry for, like, a year, and then he started being in more movies. Yeah. And it's like, why I mean, are these the movies that you're in? Listen, I don't think he's, I, I think there will be plenty more movies in his career that he is a part of that I am excited for. But I think he'll also make a lot of ones that I don't care about in that like, same run. He was in The Killing of the Sacred Deer, The Green right. Knight, and then it was The Batman. And then it was I like, loved oh. him in Banshees. I think he's amazing in Banshees. Uh -huh. you know. And it was like, oh, this is like an interesting <laughs> up and coming guy. And then like he He's yeah. so good in the Green Knight. He was right. a little freak in that okay. movie. What what's the Owen doesn't like Banshees, right? No. Right. Doug, do you like it? Because I... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I saw that, that like three times in theaters. theaters. Yeah, and I'm just, just making sure. Just making... I, it seemed like there was a little bit of a... It seemed like there was some some tension I don't there, think Owen but... watched it. I don't think Owen saw it. Whoa. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm... I feel like I'm Doug right now. What the <laughs> fuck? Uh, I feel like I'm Adam Webb. What the fuck right. is going on? <laughs> okay. That's what... That's like what... Madam Webb in 03. All right, guys. That's um, the last piece of news. Yeah, we're going to wrap up there. What is happening? Next oh, week God. for your episode 55, we're gonna be talking about Holy drive away shit. dolls. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we'll oh. see you later. <laughs>